0: but I will never stop you from talking about a subject if you want to. Don't put baby in a corner.
1: I will not do that.
0: I would not do that to baby.
1: (laughs) Don't put baby Mario in the hands of a comic.
0: I might might put baby Mario in a corner.
1: Welcome to the Negative World Podcast, the podcast about video games by the Nintendo fans at NegativeWorld.org. This is episode 52, and this episode is being recorded on Friday, August 16th, 2013. I'm your host, Stephen, or as I'm known on the boards, Dr. Finkelstein. With me, as always, is my co-host, Joe, aka Ninsage. What's up, man? hey And And uh, today, we are literally recording around the world with a special guest, Michael from Down Under, because I had to say that, uh, I was compelled to. Uh, Or as he's known on the boards, Poke freak 911 Hello. Now is it 911 or is it 911? 911.
2: It, 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 it's a 911. Um, it's most people. I've been called 911 quite a few times. I've even been told by someone I should probably change the username in case it offends people. <laughs> Just
1: don't. I add, never even thought of that. Don't <laughs> add an O1 <laughs> at the end of it. And you're you're okay. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, I honestly I've never made that connection until just now when I was saying it nope. like that. So yeah, don't yeah. worry about it. Um, <clears throat> but uh, but yeah, welcome. We've been trying. Yeah, us. yeah
2: I'm happy, happy to be here.
1: We've been trying to get you on the podcast uh, for ages, but yeah. I think the time difference is like three days, right? So it's been really hard to <laughs> it's been hard to navigate that.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, we got um, hovercrafts and everything all over here already, so. <laughs>
1: Oh sweet! In three days we get hovercrafts. Yeah, man, that's cool. That's probably made by GE. (laughs) They probably look like a toaster. Um, well, yeah. Anyway, so you know, thanks for working so diligently with uh with us to get you kind of scheduled here. I know, like right now we're recording. It's uh, late evening on this Friday night. Well, I guess early evening kind of. But for you, uh, like we just woke you up pretty much. Did we not? Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. So, thanks for getting up early. Appreciate it, yeah um, Happy to. yeah, so lined up what we uh have today is some now playing, although Joe and I have barely played anything differently than uh in the last episode, so we don't have much to say, but of course, our special guest Michael, he's you know got all sorts of stuff he's been playing, and uh after the break, we're gonna talk about me- the the mega evolutions in Pokemon and you know is this the mega ton of the Pokemon franchise? We'll find out. And then after that, quick answer is no. But then after that, we'll uh, <laughs> we'll talk about the Let's Play videos. Because, Michael, you actually are kind of doing something similar right now, right? Yep. So uh, so we'll dive into kind of what you're doing. Because I've actually witnessed what you're doing. And I, I enjoyed it when I was there. And uh, so we'll talk about that. And then we'll kind of dive into just what those kind of videos are. Let's Play. There was also some controversy recently about um, Nintendo trying to shut that stuff down. And so you know we'll just kind of expand on that, and see what comes of it. So, and I'll I'll see if I can not make any Australian jokes this entire episode. <laughs> That'll be kind of a fun thing.
0: It's gonna be tough for both um, of us.
1: <laughs> you know, and because my outline is very lacking, and I did not put this in there, we also have a uh, a special box art segment like we did in episode 50, and we're gonna quiz Pokey Freak, and uh, and then Joe picked out some. I picked out some and we'll kind of all quiz each other and it'll be, uh, hopefully enjoyable. So, that's what's happening. Stay tuned. And, uh, Michael, what'd you been playing, man?
2: Um, as I normally try to, I, I normally switch, I, I never have a specific game I'm playing at one time. I don't want to just switch around, but I've been playing a ton of Spelunky lately on my Xbox. It just came out on PC, but I've been playing it a bunch on my, um, Xbox 360. And it's a bunch of fun. It's, it's a, um, action type platformer. If you've ever played, um, trying to think of some games to relate it to. Spelunker on the NES. I know that's on the Wii U Virtual Console, um, but it's similar in style to that. You have to go through a randomly generated, uh, cave or area, collecting gold and treasure and things like that, um, to get to the end. You have to go through multiple levels. To try and collect the most treasure and that's your score. You have shops and tons of other loot scattered around the levels, enemies to kill. And it's really fun. It's got a ton of value in it as well. Every level's randomly generated, so it's never the same game twice. Although it does, it's not full random generation as it has specific type sets of areas which it'll choose from randomly to put in there. And then it's got different variants for levels, but yeah, it's fun, but it's really hard as well. I've only, I've probably got, I don't know. Xbox doesn't track hours. I don't know, probably about twenty or thirty type hours. I'm flawless, in into the game, and I've only just beaten um, one the one of the boss one of the final bosses. Spoiler alert. Um,
0: this game yeah, has yeah, a so, final boss. Is it randomly so, generated too?
2: Uh, no. So, I've only just been the boss because it's hard. You really have to um, get know what you have to do, and you will die constantly, which is rather similar to a couple of other games I've played as well. Well,
1: but, this looks like like a dr- like the character looks like a drunken version of the Lala <laughs> Mulana guy. You know, like he's got the red nose like he's been sucking back yeah. with the roosters <laughs> on his adventures.
2: They've both got the same inspiration in that. Indiana Jones, and I was, um, and I mentioned this before, but, um, Spelunky is heavily inspired by Indiana Jones. It's even got one of, there's a, a golden idol on some levels, which you have to pick up, and on the, on the first level, on the first world, when, when you pick it up, a giant boulder comes down and chases you down, so, hmm. it's heavily inspired by Indiana Jones, and it's a bunch of fun. <laughs> Although, I, I sometimes, um, because of the random generation of it all, um, sometimes I find I get killed by something the environment does that goes and puts something else into motion. So say if you've got... Um, I'm trying to find a good example. Sometimes what can happen is the shopkeepers, if you attack them, all shopkeepers throughout the rest of the game hate you, so they'll all try huh. to kill you. But if something in the environment attacks the shopkeeper and you have no idea about it, they'll automatically get aggroed towards you for the rest of the run. Even if you just entered the level, that's just a little minor annoyance from mm-hmm. it. And that has ended a couple of runs, but it's fun.
0: If something like that happened, would you, would it make sense to like quit and restart? Or is it too, you know, do things like that happen when you're sort of like too far in to you know, go back?
2: When I was, when I first started playing the game, I would definitely restart, but I've got to a stage of my experience with the game now where I can reliably kill the shopkeepers on every run. Okay. So I nor- I normally just go around and murder them in their homes. Nice. <laughs> Australian <laughs> this is- way. <laughs>
1: this is a pretty interesting game from, uh, I-, I mean, I'm seeing it for the first time as I watch a YouTube video right now, as you're discussing it, and it kind of has a graphical style, almost of like a an 8-bit, but not 8-bit version of the Wireland Land Shake It style. Hmm. I mean that's what the kind of the colors and and the art style looks like to me, but mixed with some La Mulana and, uh, yeah. I mean it it seems really kind of interesting. Like it would be pretty cool. Like what yeah. is the um what what would you say is the main appeal of it to you? Because random randomly generated stuff that never sits well with me really. Like Cloudberry Kingdom, I'm still not sold on because I feel like while yes it kind of makes the game unlimited, it also poses a risk of not having a refined experience because you don't have an actual mind crafting something. It mm-hmm. it might feel kind of I guess, uh well, random, you know, I mean I don't know how to describe it, but yeah, it's like, that, it
0: so... does, like, usually, like when you it's like it a good game design, a it's a it sort it's of it's a it of a of has like a natural of to a or of feels a like a like of a piece of music of sort of like being carried well, like,
1: along what's art style, the painting style, where they just kind of do random stuff. They kind of fling paint onto the page. Isn't it a whole genre?
0: Um, yeah, the words for that escape me. Yeah, me as yeah, well. But, but,
1: like, that is so hit and miss. You know what I mean? Sure, sure. And uh, and for that exact reason, it almost feels like there is no direction. Uh, and there probably is to some degree, but um, maybe, you know, not so much as, as perhaps a Picasso painting would have been, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So so anyway, that was a really long way of asking you a simple question, <laughs> uh, which is my mo. But what is the main appeal of this game for you?
2: It it um as much as it disagrees with you, it is the randomly generated nature of it. I do love a refined game experience, but the I love games of the random generation because it adds that replay value and. Most games of random generation that I've seen, maybe Clydeberry Kingdom is an exception, the random generation, random generation has done in a way where it still is a refined experience. They always have certain parameters in place
1: to show sure. yeah. certain
2: things from happening. And, and it is just,
1: well, just I get, fun I and do, replayable. I do get that impression a little bit from this video that I'm watching. It does feel like it is there still is some sort of rules, a uh, set of rules yeah. that are that are kind of being followed despite the randomness, which Cloudberry Kingdom never really gives me that feeling when I look at it. And uh, and part of that is because I've even been reading that uh, people who have played it, the reviews kind of unanimously say that it feels like the levels are designed to just be run through in a perfect way, and that's yeah, how they're they designed.
2: Yeah, they have a set path, which is always clear for you to be able to run through.
3: But right, and, and what I'm
1: looking part. at here, and you can you know uh, attest to this or not, is that there's all these ladders and all these different things and you can pretty much blow up whatever part of the cave you want to blow up and where you want to go Yep. and you can kind of experience you don't the whole goal isn't to blow up everything and find everything it's to kind of make your way through you know however you feel and so it will be Yeah. you know kind of different but you have a choice
2: yeah you always have different things you can always choose what you want to do and that's another reason why I like it is the choice I mean you could go through a run and kill all the shopkeepers. You could go through on a run and not kill them all. Or go mm. through a run and not pick up any damsels or something like that. So you've always got different variants that you can do.
1: So what's, what's the main premise then? Like what? How does the level end?
2: Uh, Level ends by going into a door which sends you further down into the network of tunnels, mines, and then, whatever you uh,
1: and then, like what um you know what are you graded on uh, like what what would make someone not literally just look for every damsel and kill every enemy to get the most complete score?
2: because uh, if you spend I think it's um two minutes or more in a dungeon, the ghost comes, and the ghost will kill you in one hit and hunt and hunt you down a Hollyway. and he can go through everything as well, and he's pretty big as well, That's... so if you spend too long, if you spend too long in a level, oh. he'll come and kill you. But there's <laughs> you you can, you can manipulate the ghost. There's a a strategy called ghost running or ghosting, where because the ghost, if it if it's magical, if it travels over a gem like a sapphire or a ruby, it turns it into a diamond which is worth a ton of money. Mm-hmm. So all the all the people that are super experienced in the game, they get these massive scores by ghosting these right. scores. They use the threat
1: to enhance the points. Uh, yeah, because it's, it's a risk reward thing. reward.
2: Yeah, that a lot of um. A gange of roguelike-type elements, like Splunky, does have some. It's not a full roguelike, but it has elements of roguelikes. They always manipulate the risk versus reward mechanic to try and kill the player, because that's what their main aim is. It's not to give the player a good experience. It is to kill them, and that's the challenge in
1: it. Yeah, well, I love the fact that this brings back memories of Bubble Bobble. Uh, <laughs> I hope the ghosts are shaped like whales. Um <laughs> You know, this all sounds pretty cool. Is there a uh, is there a demo?
2: Uh I don't think there is, but there is a free PC version, which is a little bit um, old and it's different. It's not; it's different to the um, one that's on Steam and Xbox Live Arcade at the moment. It's got different art style, but it's the same core mechanics are there. Yeah, I haven't played the um, free PC version. I think I played it a short for a short. Short Time, when Super Meat Boy first came out, mm-hmm. that had Lunky Dude in it. I played for a short time then, but that was about it.
1: Huh. Oh, very cool. I, I'm kind of interested in this game now that you've talked about it, because if it is, then I'm SOL, but...
2: Huh. Dang Mac users.
1: I know. We're great <laughs> in many ways, but gaming was never one of them. Yeah. but it's It's gotten better, but yeah. You know, zero times two is still zero. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. But, uh, cool. So, uh, unless you got anything else to say about that, uh, what else have you been playing?
2: Uh, I just finished up another run of Barging Infinite, which I know you were a fan of.
1: Were. And.
2: Um, well, <laughs> am. <laughs> yes.
1: <clears throat> Huge fan of the uh, whole series. It's amazing.
2: Yeah. I just finished up another run of that, and. it... I, when I first played through it, I loved it. Then I thought about it a bit more and I didn't love it as much as the first one. Playing through it again, I, I love it again, but not <laughs> as much as the first one. It's, it, it's, um, I, I'm not sure why I don't like it as much as the first one. I think it's the world didn't feel as alive to me as the first one, but, yeah. The, the story, playing through it a second time, you get to see with the little nuances and the details right. in the story that really, um, and make it shine. And there's if you were smart enough, you could figure out pretty much the entire story from all the little hints and things that dropped throughout sure. it. And there's really a bunch of them. If you played through it once, play through it again, because you, you'll find them all, especially if you collect all the um, audio tapes. Mm-hmm. Lots of them.
1: I found quite a few of them in, uh, in my initial run, but I didn't find them all.
2: Yeah. Gotta find them all. Um <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah, I love finding the voxophones. I've always loved audio tapes in a game because, um, it's just added detail to the world.
1: Well, Bioshock it, does it really well.
2: It makes it, it, ma- it makes you think that that person has been here and left an audio tape behind, which is pretty stupid. Oh, they the audio tape here. But it, it, it adds to the world, and that's something all the Bioshock games have been really good at, is creating this world. I just don't think Infinite did it as well as the first two.
1: Well, Infinite, I always felt kind of, I think it. I think it did a great job with the world, frankly. But it does it in a different way. Um, yeah. It it focuses so heavily on Elizabeth and uh, and Booker that the world is kind of crafted via them, They're, and then the voxophones, But in the uh, in the first game and even the second game, to an extent, the the enemies are what kind of fuel the world, and yeah, so, so the the overall world feels more alive because you're encountering each different personality. But I can't tell you how many times I ran up to someone in Bioshock Infinite and they just looked at me funny and had no personality. You know what I mean?
2: I think I preferred the way the first one handled the world. The the enemies in the first one really did make the game shine. I mean, um, they added to how real the world felt. Just walk—you're walking along and you see around the corner a husband and wife splice, which sounds really weird, arguing or something like that. Mm -hmm. That's just... It's normal. Even though they're drugged up addicts, it still <laughs> adds a bit of humanity to them. Or, coming along and you're seeing the little sister talking to the big daddy and singing nursery rhymes. Mm. I mean, it's got... It's just... Ugh, it's it's hard to explain. Know. I really love the first Bioshock game.
3: Well, no. Uh,
1: your examples are helping me kind of articulate what I was trying to say, too. Because in yeah. the third one, by the time you get to that, they're so focused on the on the dynamic between Booker and maybe the enemy, but also Booker and Elizabeth, that the people are just like... They don't fight. They just kind of stand there, and they when you walk up to them, they'll say something, you know, that makes them sound like they're a racist person from the 30s. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, uh, a black guy who's mopping will just lament and say, "Oh, you suck," you know, or whatever, or or say, "Oh, thank you, sir, for whatever." You know, like they'll they'll kind of it, it gives a clue of the time period, but not really of the people. While you got kind of an in like an intuition about the actual enemies from what they were doing or what they would say. And I'll tell you, it was so creepy in the first game where you just hear suddenly kind of someone walking along a hallway just kind of muttering or or maybe scraping their blade or something like that. Like They were such an ambiance that the first game had that was not necessarily in full swing in, in Infinite. So I do agree with that.
0: If I could, as someone who has not played any of these games, uh, venture a guess as to you know what it is you guys are trying to get at would you say that the first games um you know all those all the sort of like input you were getting from the people around you it just maybe felt more like the messages they were sending weren't like directed at you and thus it felt more like a organic real life you know experience like the the way one experiences the you know, the real world around us, you know, all these things are happening and they're not for our benefit. Whereas a lot of games, a lot of video games, a lot of things happen directly to the player and for the player's benefit. I think maybe that's what you're saying is more like what the third one did. And then it feels a little bit less organic, feels a little bit less natural. Yeah, and right? to like
1: amend to what you're saying, in a weird way, even though there's more kind of people in this world in the third one, it feels less about the world. Almost like they're there just to populate it, just to make it, like, oh, you can just look and say, oh, there's a lot of people here, okay, I get it. And you don't have to actually focus on any individual one. But in the earlier games, there is less people in this world, but they each were so distinct that it felt more alive. hmm So.
2: Yeah, that, that's a good, that's, uh, that's uh, pretty much the way I feel about it. I just, it, uh, I found the original ones felt more organic and immersive compared to Infinite. Mm-hmm. But that's that's not the same thing as a bad game. I love the game. I've I want to get the Clash in the Clouds DLC, which is pretty much a Horde mode DLC, just because I want to replay the gameplay, which some people hate it. I'm not sure why. Just because I will find the gameplay fun, and when I want to play the story again, I'll play to the story again because it's enjoyable. The same as the first two, mm-hmm. they're just enjoyable experiences to replay.
1: When you replayed it, did you play in the? uh like the what is, I forget the mode, but it's the hard mode more or less. Uh,
2: 999 mode. I did I did a playthrough on normal mode because I wasn't in the mood for just dying all over again constantly. Mm-hmm. So I I played through it in normal mode when I had played through hard mode previously. So it was easier, but it was and, still fun.
1: And the game doesn't quite punish you in the way that it the other ones did, as far as you know having to have the save points. Uh, I mean, there are checkpoints, but
2: yeah, I preferred the save point system to be honest. Uh, it. I had more control over what was going on, and I could stop playing whenever I wanted. But this one, if I got to a certain point in the game, I couldn't put I couldn't turn it off until I got to a specific uh, point, and then I could turn it off. Mm-hmm. And sometimes the checkpoints can be fairly far apart as well, which uh, which annoys me. I, li- mm-hmm. I like having manual saving.
3: Yeah, I.
0: Would you have any way of knowing, like, how close you were to a checkpoint, you know, if you hadn't, uh, been there before? Like, was it something like, okay, I know, uh, like, the next time I approach a gas station or something, it'll be a checkpoint, and there's probably one around here. Or would it just be totally, like, out of the blue, like, oh, it's saved, now I can quit?
2: Uh, you would know, normally. They normally do, uh, when you enter a new area, it normally sets up, or, uh, Normally, what I say... Right, but they don't like telegraph there.
1: when the next area is coming. There were some times yeah. when I would be playing, and I really was enjoying myself, but I kind of had to go do some stuff, and it's like, mm. okay, well, well, you know, I gotta get there, I'm probably close, let me just keep going.
3: Yeah. And then, of
1: course, you're presented with, like, a big battle that, oh, shit, okay, I gotta go through this really quick. Yeah. Um, although, I think the game, if I remember correctly, it's been months now since i played it, but I think the game did a pretty decent job of saving before the big battles, so yeah, you wouldn't it. have to redo stuff if you failed, and appreciated that. That's throwing mm-hmm. the gamer a bone. Mm-hmm. So, it, it, go ahead.
2: No, it was. Just, it's just a matter of convenience, really, and a lot. A lot of games remove convenience hyphens, and yeah. It, then there like, are a lot of games. Yeah,
1: they remove convenience okay. as a means of making difficulty higher, but that's kind of a. I don't know, I never understood that as being the method of making a game more difficult. Okay. Yeah. It makes it more frustrating, it doesn't necessarily make it more difficult.
2: That's a, that's a problem I continually have with games, and I sometimes find it h- hard to articulate. Especially a lot of older games, where, the, where they don't have a lot of checkpointing, which I've said before, it inconveniences the player and increases frustration, which is a hard balance to get game in games is frustration versus difficulty and difficulty versus mm-hmm. frustration
1: Well but- take a take a look at the Mario series for example, and I know that there are some uh positive arguments I'd say about how the old Mario games used to do things, but the fact that lives are kind of insignificant now, I'm kind of okay with because it's kinda of like Bitchip Runner or Super Meat Boy, I can just kinda of keep going. And I don't have mm. to I don't have to manage my because... When I was playing New Super Luigi U, I was enjoying myself, but at first I was really stressed out because I was pretty low on lives and I was dying because it was a hard game. And um, I mean, and, and that's fine. I need to earn those lives. I'm okay with having to earn the lives, but the fact that I was able to earn a lot, and by the midpoint of the game, I didn't really worry so much. I was just kind of focusing on the challenge of the levels themselves. I felt better about my experience because I wasn't so worried about a stupid counter, more or less. Because, hell, the second I run out of lives, all it's gonna do is kick me back up, give me five more, and I'm just gonna have to go back to maybe three levels at most to the nearest castle. So it's so arbitrary to even do that. You know? Mm -hmm. Let me replay that level because I want to, because it's fun, not because of some bullshit thing. That's why I I really don't care very much for Donkey Kong Country. Because I think the save system is horrendous. And that's pretty much the only, the only downside to that game, but it makes, it kinda leaves a bad taste in my mouth.
2: Mm. So, I'm, I never felt that way about Donkey Kong Country. Maybe because it, the original Donkey Kong Country was my first ever game. But, oh, wow. okay. yeah. <laughs> um, I've, it, it's, most of the time, I can go through the levels fairly easily. And that might just be because I've played them quite a bit. But in the original, there's only really one point where I struggle. And I find Donkey Kong Country is meant to be a difficult game, but I never get too overly frustrated with it. It's, uh, strange, I find. I, I, it's hard, but I don't get frustrated. I managed to get that balance right for me, personally. It's okay, you people. can
1: call me a wimp. You can do it. I know you're toeing <laughs> the line. You can just go <laughs> for it, okay? You can call me a little baby. <laughs> well, because in that game, when I first experienced it, which, by the way, was like my thousandth game, not my first game, <laughs> so... um, and, and, in fact, I had fully beaten 100% Donkey Kong Country Returns, so that really probably didn't help. But, uh... <laughs> because that game's so brilliant and everything, and uh, updated. But um, but no, when I played it, I just remember being so frustrated that if I wanted to save after each level, I'd have to go back a few screens and go save at an- another point. and like it was possible for me to save between levels, so that way my progress could continue, because I was having trouble where I was dying enough, but I wasn't able to make lives fast enough, because the game isn't really designed for you to blow through a ton of lives. You know what I mean? Mm. Each one's kind of precious, but for someone like myself, who was having a little bit of trouble... And that's partially, I would say, because of the graphics, which I know people praise them, but I don't think they hold up at all. And, uh, and so, I mean, I'm, I'm, I consider myself quite good at platforming games. I mean, I, I had some trouble with uh, Luigi at first, but then I ended up becoming very proficient before the end, and now I could blow through that game. Like, there may be learning curves, but I, I'm, I'm pretty solid at, at platforming games in general. And uh, so, for me to have trouble with this one, I mean, I'm I'm assuming there's just little you know details that that kind of were the game's fault as opposed to mine, just based on my experience with with my yeah. own talents. But but you know again coming into it, and I, I admit I didn't come into it with some sort of excitement either. So you know that might have influenced, maybe I didn't care. Maybe I wasn't maybe I wasn't on my A game, uh, and that's why I was dying more, which then led to me being frustrated with the save system. If I was a yeah. god like yourself, I probably would have just <laughs> played through. Lives wouldn't have mattered, not because there were so many of them, but because I would never lose one. So, um, <laughs> oh, I, I, I wish I hard. could be like you, Michael.
2: <laughs> I, I just enjoy the um, over-levels and replaying them. Plus, I've played the game enough times that I know how DK and Diddy and Dixie and Kitty all control, so I know that when I die, it's my fault, not the games, which is something a lot of platformers try to achieve, and not all the time. Do I know Super Meat Boy does, but mm-hmm. it has... I don't think Country has good controls. I like it especially compared to Mario. I've never liked the way Mario moves, um, but I like the way DK moves. It it feels good.
1: You know how games were like, translated for other regions, and maybe they made the controls better for Australia. That's what I'm <laughs> thinking.
2: <laughs> I've always liked the controls. I don't...
1: I'm just being a hater because it, it's funny. It's a, it could be <laughs>
0: as as simple as if it really was like the first game. He really spent a lot of time yeah. with no. that. You know, he just kind of I mean, like
1: I got adjusted to it. We would yeah. need more people, I guess, to chime in, yeah, to see. But um, I do know that people love the game, and it. I don't know how much it stands up to to other people, but um, but yeah, the fact that it was your first game. I mean, hell, I, if I don't even remember my first game, but <laughs> yeah. I'm sure that whatever it was, uh, you know, I'd be. Excellent at it too, because I mean, back then you didn't have many games to play. You just played the ones you had, and you played the hell out of them. Yeah,
2: I was I wasn't even good at them as a kid. I was terrible. I could, I think, the furthest I ever made when I was a kid on the original Donkey Kong Country was probably the second world, and then I would just start the game over and replay up to the second (laughs) world again, and just I did that on a constant loop for pretty much every game I played as a kid. I could never Mm -hmm. beat the DQ tree as a kid. I didn't get past Mm -hmm. world three of Super Mario World, so. <laughs> I just replayed them.
1: Hmm. Yep. And so that's Bioshock Infinite, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, really. <laughs> we got um, a bit sidetracked. <laughs> I still got to
0: play that series, by the way. I don't know when it's going to happen, but I am very, very much looking forward you know, to that franchise.
1: I mean, you don't you don't have a three hundred and
0: sixty, do
1: you? Nope. Okay. Well, I don't know what to tell you there, but I almost feel like you should buy the game, or at least wait. Maybe you know, wait till Infinite goes down in price, but. Uh you can get yeah. the first ones now yeah. new in some cases or at least like used and very nice cuz that's I got mine for 20 bucks both games 20 bucks yeah. n- used but pretty much brand new and I recommend you get them now before you can't get them later you know and then eventually worry about getting the the system yeah like investing yeah. in it just because you know you want to play it Yeah and
2: it um you you like you prefer um Sony do you prefer Sony over Microsoft Joe
0: Yeah I do
2: yeah. So yeah, if you if you know you know you're gonna get a PS3 down the line, pick the games of PS3. Yeah. Oh, I
1: keep forgetting there. Yeah, not just for. for yeah. The, yeah. Well, I was. you know, boy. I, <laughs> hardly. We're <laughs> we talking <laughs> Nintendo, it. right?
0: Yes. Uh, I've kind of for for a few years now been like, oh, you know, I'll just I'll get a PS3 when the price comes down I enough.
2: Think, I think the same way. I, and the price
0: is is certainly reasonable. It's just I. I'm so strapped for cash that it's not come down enough yet for me. I mean, I don't have a Wii U yet. So, but um, but then I was like, you know, you know, PS4 is going to be like what a hundred more dollars or something than than the PS3s are now, maybe a hundred and fifty more. And so I was like, well, I'll just you know, I'll just wait and get one of those. But then the lack of backwards compatibility is uh, put a mm. damper on that whole plan. So
1: I know what you can do. Well- You can watch some let's play videos of it. Hey, the experience, you know.
0: Well, we're gonna come back to that very. Yeah, I know. I'm segueing way too early.
2: Yeah. Uh, yeah. The PS3 should go down in price when the PS4 comes out. That's what I'm waiting for. I mean, um, trying to think, how much is the PS3 over here? It's I think around the 300, 350 mark for a PS3 um, package. The most recent PS3, that is. That's about how much it is over here. I've just been waiting, because there's actually quite a few games on PS3 now that I want, which weren't out yeah. a couple of years ago. Like, I really want to play Nuno Kuni, and I yeah, hear good things about really. Last of Us. Um, Last of Us is interesting. I'm not sure if I will like that as much as some people do. Yeah. But that that should be fun. <laughs> and then there's all the HD trilogies that are out on the PS3, which... Ratchet and Clank HD, Jak and Dark HD, Psy Coopers HD, so... But, yeah, there's games in there I want to play.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, all right. Um, So let's move on, then, to kind of keep this thing going. Do you have anything else you you want to talk about, anything that's... Because I know you're playing a lot of games right now. So we, yeah. instead of doing a whole podcast on what you're playing, <laughs> <laughs> we'll, you know, maybe you got something else that you want to say, or maybe if you're playing one something right now for Backlogist, uh, you know, in particular, uh, anything else? Or or you, you can pass, it. too, it's up to you.
2: Uh, I've oh, Recently, had something I'm playing for backlog because otherwise I'll be here all day. As you said, we can make an old podcast on it. Um, I played uh, Super Mario Brothers three last night. Uh, that, that's on my backlog time because I've never finished it, and oh. I hear people rave on and on about it, so I go, but I don't enjoy it as much as um, other games. It's I'm, I'm not sure what it is. The level design is good. I just...
1: Is Super Mario Bros. 3 your <laughs> DKC for me? Like, it sounds like it. Cause it might be. It Mario might 3 be. is amazing.
0: I, you know, I gotta say, I am a firm believer that any any video game's worth is in the eye of the beholder. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um,
1: yeah.
0: But I have never heard anyone be so, like,
1: mm, like wishy-washy oh, yeah,
0: about, about Mario, Mario 3.
2: 3. I, I Do, just you know, Take or leave sure. it. I just, I've, I did, played it as a kid, not too much, but I've played most of the New Super Mario Brothers series recently, and I think I just prefer Super Mario World and New Super Mario Brothers U. See, here we go. And therefore, just, it's just Super Mario 3. Just, just like just
1: myself, with the DKCR, you know, they like ruined <laughs> it for the previous ones. Yeah, um, but I
2: love Super Mario World, but
1: I'm... Super Mario I just, World is New amazing. Mario
2: 3 is an okay game. Yeah, it's I good. love Super Mario hey,
1: World. I I'm in the camp where Mario World is better than 3, which I know isn't necessarily the popular decision, but... I firmly believe that to be true. Now the margin is very incredibly slim for me, but it's still better in my opinion.
2: Yeah.
1: And uh, and if I had to go back and play one on a desert island, I would go with Mario World. But
2: I I just don't like the way Mario moves in Mario Three. It doesn't feel as precise to me. I I I love precise uh platforming controls, and I just it doesn't feel as precise to me. It's
1: hmm. just a you know, personal preference. Fair enough. Mm-hmm. Now, have you been in the shoe yet? No, I have not. Because that probably...
2: I only just beat World world 3.
1: Okay. World 5 is my favorite. So, you know, we'll talk again when you get there. Is that the... the,
0: I feel weird trying to avoid spoilers about (laughs) Mario 3. (laughs) But, uh, you know, I think once you get into multiple decades, the... uh, the the ban is lifted, so But yeah, Anyways, help I
2: need it's... to know if Mario saves Peach or not.
0: Yep. yep. No no definitely no. That's story, the one where Peach spoilers. dies We're not... Why'd
1: you tell him, man? Well, he
0: has gotta find out sooner or later. It's
1: where Peach kind of goes into hiding up. for seven years and she comes back out as Daisy. It's uh <laughs> I think they use that plot somewhere else. I can't think of it. Um no, World Five is uh is where you start off on the ground, and then you've got that kind of castle to the sky, uh, and yes, it goes into yes, the clouds. Yes. Okay. I believe that's where the Tanuki suit first appears too. Is it now? It might be. I don't think it shows up earlier <coughs> in the game. You can use it earlier in the game if you want, but I don't think the actual, um, like the raccoon suit or whatever, uh-huh. or, yeah, the raccoon, yeah. but not the Tanuki, where you can turn into you know a statue and all that. Uh-huh. That comes in, I think, in, in World Five. So. Uh, partially that's why I always loved it, but I always loved the fact that there was, like, a mini-world and then another mini-world, but that second mini-world was actually much bigger, and, uh... It's a good game. How are you at... You know, okay, as a Super Mario Bros. 3 newbie, how are you at matching up the the cards and all that? And At um, the end of a level, or in the the mushroom huts and everything? Where you kind of align um, the three things, like a slot?
2: I'm t- terrible at that. I actually don't like the, um end of level we have to go up and hit the card as much as the flagpole, it's just uh I what the flagpole had um a bit more of a, a fanfare quite literally to end in the level, and it felt more dramatic just trying to say it about a Mario again than just jumping up and hitting the card so, Well see what yeah. you
1: need to have is like Mario running up to the flagpole ripping it out of the ground and slamming it to the ground and then <laughs> and then walking away like that would be grand you know grand and everything. Yeah. Although in, in a lot of the levels, if you are at max speed before you see the edge of that black kind of end level area, <clears throat> and you, when you jump, if you jump at the right time, at the, or depending on when you jump, it doesn't really matter. It depends on which one you're going for the star or the fire flower or the mushroom. But if you jump at that same time, you can consistently get the same things. Because that roll, like the start of the whole uh, just randomizing thing is actually the same thing for every level. So, if you consistently hit, like, the middle of the box, on the left side, you'll always get, like, the fire flower, just because of the way it times, so as long as you're at a full speed. So, I mean, that's a little little pro tip for you from the Nintendo hotline. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for calling.
2: Mm-hmm. I remember they, I'm not sure if they used to do that, but they used to have, um, you used to be able to phone up somewhere, and they used to give you tips and things mm-hmm. on games. The gaming Nintendo tip line. Like yeah. <laughs> Boy, that's a blast from the past. I remember my stepfather used to ring up that, if i correctly. Yeah. I was too young at the time, but oh boy, memories. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but cool. So, uh, uh, well, you know, I hope that you continue to semi enjoy it. Hopefully, it gets better for you. But I mean, hopefully, yeah. hopefully
2: you. I and mean, you... I don't, I don't hate it. It's still, it's still slightly enjoyable. It's just. I don't
1: slightly like this. Like the other games. Slightly, slightly. <laughs> oh, <these> diminishing. Quite
3: <laughs>
0: I mean, you could be, you know, walking over broken glass, but instead,
1: you'll play Mario Three. Yeah.
2: Yeah, it's slightly more enjoyable. Yeah, just
1: a bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's cool. Oh, cool. Okay. So, let's move on then. Uh, Joe, you have nothing new to play.
0: Yep, yeah, just been playing Animal Crossing, and I'll probably. Be playing Animal Crossing for the next million years. Um, the the one thing I did I did come up with a new a new gripe that I don't think I mentioned last time, but it has to do with uh, the sort of customization and control over your town that we mentioned. Mm-hmm. Um, did I talk about placement of of buildings like public works projects? No, I don't think we did. Okay, in the so, hour we talked, I don't think we did. Ex- Exactly. So it's just that I, you know, I think it's really cool that, uh, you know, everything is like on a grid, which helps, you know, like an invisible grid when you're trying to lay out your town and everything. But uh, when I go to try to make, you know, new structures like buildings or uh, even streetlights and things like that, like I have it all laid out in my head ahead of time, because you can't just build constantly, you know, you have to wait 24 hours. Mm hmm. And so I'll start laying things out, and then I bring Isabel over. And first of all, it's kind of confusing knowing when you talk to her where something is going to be built.
1: Yeah, it kind of uh, centers it on you, but even then, yes. you're not sure. If, yes. like, if you're just on the edge of a square, or if you're in the new square.
0: Well, I've sort of figured out that, uh, yeah, first of all, it does build off of what square you're standing in. But then like, something like a streetlight, which really only takes up one square...
1: Ends up behind uh, you, right?
0: Yeah, for whatever reason.
1: Because the... you're probably at the front of, like, the box. You're at the front and yeah. of the box or whatever's behind you. Because she always talks about, well, you need three spaces behind you. and
0: Right. So it'll be... So even though the actual streetlight only takes up, like, one box, the building of the streetlight takes up, like, two boxes. And it will... You know, the actual light will appear in that second box, which is, you know... So you just kind of have to figure these things out on your own. Um, and in addition, I wanted to put uh, fountains on either side of my house. Mm-hmm. But she said even though I had space for it, they they recommend leaving some empty space outside of the uh, object. So even though I had like a three by three box, uh, you really need like a four by three box so mm. that. And as I was thinking about it, because I was like, well, that's stupid. Like, I could just, you know, if I wanted extra space there, I'd just move it over. But as I think about it, I guess it's just in place so that you couldn't accidentally box yourself in. Or people couldn't make a town where, like, you couldn't walk away from the train station or something, you know? Yeah. Basically, it's like... There's got to be
1: some sort of limitation.
0: Yeah, they're basically trying to idiot-proof their own, you know... But, I mean, uh,
1: they could make it much of a more enjoyable experience if they would just simply give you the preview as you're walking. Yes. Like just a ghosting image.
0: Yes. Well, that's exactly, that was exactly what I was going to conclude with was just, and I know that that might feel more artificial. You know, I think animal crossing, they're, they're going for
1: a talking dog leading you around your town, (laughs) picking out where a fountain's going to go. That's not artificial (laughs) enough. So,
0: well, that's true. But, but yeah, but that, something like that would have been ideal, you know, where you select the object. And as you said, you have the little ghosty thing with the little grid around it. And then you just can place it where you place it. Cause, cause I love, I mean, what I, one of the things I love most about this game is the customization and is building my own town, but it's just, it's, it's rather clunky and it's just kind of put a little bit of a damper on it, but totally. still overall, overall, I still can't get enough. So
1: the Wii U version, they need to make that ghosting thing happen and they need to make the town a little bit bigger.
0: Yeah, because yeah, right so. now
1: I'm kind of it's weird I'm not really strapped for space but it's only because I actually have a little bit of walking room yeah. and I, I'm i going to need to put in a couple more buildings and a few more public works projects to get a perfect town but I don't want to ruin anything cause Like right now I've got a, almost like a nice field mm-hmm. and then I've got actually it's barely extra space but I've got a garden that I made uh, in honor of my girlfriend or whatever and uh, so there's like a special design there and everything and that's free space, technically, but it's not. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> so if I ignore the small little field I have in front of my... between my river and my train station, and I ignore that uh, that garden I have, then everything else is kind of already filled. And I don't want to fill up the few actual spaces where I can walk. Right. Yeah. And, I, and I was thinking of maybe making my own little sidewalks. I know a lot of people do that, but I, on the one hand, I see the point. But on the other hand, I don't really like the idea of having... Like, my entire town covered in patterns.
0: Yeah, well, you mentioned, uh, I forgot how you phrased it before, but how you wanted, uh, you you didn't want that look for your town. So.
1: And, like, I put some bushes in between some some houses, and I realize now there's, like, a perfect straight shot from my house to in front of retail. So Mm -hmm. maybe I should put a little sidewalk there, but I can't, but I haven't, because I sit there and think, well, what the hell pattern would I put down that I'd be happy with? Yeah. So I don't know.
0: Well, that was how I started with the paths was, it was, (laughs) it sounds dumb because it is not a very big town, but I, you know, I wanted to know like the, the proper route from, from my house to like, say retail without staring at the map the whole time. So yeah, I just built like a little, I would build these little paths from like the most important locations, um, to each other. And then it was like, well, I'll make another path down here and, and then, you know, the whole kind of town sort of springs up and and that's pretty cool yeah i am enjoying the game very much and even though uh don't tell steven because he's the podcast co-host and and i want him to think i'm doing a good job but i am actually playing animal crossing right now that's how much i love the game so
1: well focus because yeah i try to play during the podcast i cannot focus
0: well it's okay you'll just don't (laughs) tell steven and you know michael you don't tell steven either and then it'll be fine it'll be our little secret
1: (laughs) Uh, and don't tell him that he uh, sucks at Donkey Kong Country, either. I don't I want to hurt his feelings.
0: <laughs> yep, so that's all I've been playing. What about you, okay, Mr. Pinkelstein?
1: Well, I've been able, you know, I don't know, I've been still going through the motions with my uh, Animal Crossing, you know, getting my, actually, tomorrow I get my final Shrunk Emotion. Oh, wow. And as I, as I hypothesized a long time ago that The shrunk funk shuffle has to be the last one no matter what. Okay. It's probably your victory one. Because if you look at the list of them all, that's the only one that's like not a normal emotion. And and of course, it's the last one. My girlfriend has well over half of them, and she's never come across it. I've never heard of anyone else coming across it, so it's got to be like the last one. But I've got one more.
0: Is that the thing he does like after he tells his joke?
1: I I hope it's something like that. I don't even know what it is. But uh, I'm hoping that it does involve that somewhere. Um,.
0: I only figured out, like, five days ago that that's how you get the emotions. Oh, really? By talking to him and giving him fruit. So I have, like, four or something. Oh, I wish there. I
1: told you before. But on the bright side, uh, he won't re- repeat for you. I was worried about that after the first couple of days. I was like, oh, am I going to start getting repeats? Because he keeps saying, oh, this is suck. the first time we saw this. And I don't want him to say, oh, this is not the first time, poor bastard. Uh, that,
0: that'd be so annoying.
1: But, uh, no, so yeah, as long as you do this for the next 40 days, because that's how many slots there are. So... 40 days in a row then you'd get them all that's the fastest you can get them and uh, so yeah tomorrow morning you know after noon, I guess I'll get the Shrunk Funk Shuffle and I, actually I think well I don't know this but I'm hoping that it's his little booty dance that he does in the in the dance club at night or something like that that'd be kind of uh-huh. cool to, to have that move but uh, to be able to do that outside of the club LOL would be pretty sweet uh-huh. but yeah so I do that uh, at lunchtime. I've been getting that, and then I also buy whatever song is available at the store, because I think we might have discussed this before, so I'll be super brief, but I appreciate that in this game you can actually purchase songs eventually, Mm -hmm. and you don't have to just get them from KK, because before I used to have, and I still was going to do this for this game, where I was going to make multiple character accounts just so I could have four people go get songs from KK Slider on one Saturday, because otherwise it would take you almost two years at one, one a week to get each Mm -hmm. one, you know? Mm -hmm. And, uh, and that's, if you were asking for each one by name, because if you were just to randomize it, he'd probably start going, you know, over himself. So now, not only can you easily trade with people or at least let them catalog and then you can just buy it yourself, which is what my girlfriend and I do. But now we both are able to buy from the stores, So we our catalog keeps building up. And since he doesn't stop you from playing more songs after he's given you the one, he just won't give you more, but he, he continues to let you hear him. You know, even if I buy KK Bazaar from the shop, I can go hear him play it live any Saturday I want. So it doesn't uh-huh. really diminish it. It just allows you to more easily collect them, which is great because I, I mean, again, I'm a huge fan of the music. That's why, you know, you and I did a freaking Euphonic special, which, by the way, if it's not out already, there is a Euphonic 3 on the way, just saying. Uh-huh. Um, and a Euphonic 4 in my mind. But... uh but yeah, so it's just cool, you know, to have that that option. Um so I at least do that. I've been trying to get to the island, you know, at night when I have a minute to maybe just like veg out. Uh but even so I haven't had much time to play at night, so I haven't haven't done that. Got to so. get those bells, G. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um I'm running low now. Uh, I did expand one of my rooms so I have some space finally. And uh thank god because I was just running out of room. I I have a good amount of dinosaur models now. Why? I don't really know. I just think it's cool to do it. So I've been trying to collect those and they're filling up my space. And, uh, and I actually, I'm, I think I'm only the modern floor or the modern wood wall away from having all modern wood furniture in my main room. Uh, that's so, what I
0: started with was all modern wood. I'm slowly moving away from it, but
1: I never got the wall or else I'd give it to you. Oh man, I wish. Cause I think that, I'm pretty sure that's the one I'm missing. I have like 10 pieces of furniture and I have the floor. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I did alter one of the pieces. I altered the desk, or no, the table. And uh, you have two options, too, which is kind of neat. But, um, yeah, I mean, I kind of like the basic. As I do I like, love
0: that stuff. Uh, what's his name? Cyrus? How you yeah. can slightly alter the colors of furniture and, that's, and stuff. That's, that's a big brand deal. that's
1: new in this game, and it is really cool. Yeah. Um, when I did that special room for my girlfriend, uh, I forget what user gave it to me, so I apologize if you're listening, but... One of the users from Negative World had given me a... for some reason... No, I don't want to say the name because if I screw it up then it's just weird. But uh, he gave me like an LED sign that you can display anything on. And you can have Cyrus change it to you know, a a default pattern like a heart or a star. But then you can also put on any one of your patterns you want. And then it'll display that and it kind of... almost like a... not, not like a long banner but just like a square banner. And it's so cool the fact that you can do this. The customization is so is like exponential in this game yeah. compared to the past one. So <laughs> they've really done a lot of good stuff and a lot of things right and uh except for and, what you were saying that is one of the big big flaws is that so
0: yeah and i could imagine you said you know hopefully they fix it with a Wii u version i could imagine like you know if they let you use the gamepad to do things like determine where to build things i mean you know if you had like a bird's eye view of the grid that'd be really well, i'm
1: trying to think cool. of what other games do that uh I
0: feel, I feel like, like a lot of games too, but I, yeah, yeah, I, don't I feel know like I've done that many
1: times. Like, I think it was called uh, it was a PlayStation One game called Dark Something, Dark World, Dark Something. No, oh, Dark Cloud, Dark Cloud. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was one of the yep. few Sony games I've ever played, and yep. uh, and like had a decent time with. But I liked that game a lot. Yeah, and that was one of the reasons because you got to kind of pick and choose your your town like that. It was so cool. Yeah, I had that game. It's so good times.
0: It was okay. like Sony's. Uh, it was kind of like Sony's Zelda a little bit.
1: Well, it was kind of like honestly, it was kind of like the Rune Factory because yeah, you also yeah. that's true. It was like Harvest Moon with Zelda.
0: Yep. Yep. And then um, it's a cool game. I heard the second one was even better, but I never played it.
1: Oh, I didn't even know there was a second one. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. So, anyway. Anyway, so I didn't mean to like add on to the Animal Crossing discussion, but so Animal Crossing, you know, obviously I'm playing that. We'll continue to do so, uh, and
0: Michael will get it next month. Yeah,
1: until he gets it, then I'm going to stop playing the day he gets it. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> no, I don't. I don't. I'm just kidding. Uh, I, you know, I'm not trying to help you the way, any way I can, but I, I don't have a lot of time to sit there and Wi-Fi with people uh, as much as I wish I did. So, um, I'll hook you up. I still have some items for Ludus that I've been wanting to give to him, but he probably has them already by now. Duda.
2: I, I just looked up uh, the Dark Cloud one. It was made by apparently Level Five.
0: No way. Really?
2: It was. Huh.
1: That explains it's good. Why it's good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> crazy. Um, oh. that, is, that is crazy. Wow. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, the other thing I've been playing is not really a game so much as a learning opportunity. And that <laughs> I is, can't uh,
0: wait to hear this
1: uh, Art Academy Sketchpad.
0: Uh, okay.
1: And it's just like a very little thing for the uh technically for the Meverse is what it's mostly for. I mean you don't have to post anything to the Meverse. It's like a truncated version of the Art Academy series. It's like colors 3D without the f- finesse. <laughs> and and this sounds like I'm not selling it very well, but nope. it um they released it for like four bucks I think. I think I think only four bucks. And uh there there will be I don't know if they're doing it almost like a DLC thing or if they're gonna just release an actual full version later. But I feel like I'll be able to upgrade this eventually for maybe a few more bucks to the full-fledged version where they'll actually have lessons like they have in other Art Academy games and stuff like that. But what's really cool is that now instead of just drawing with the pen on your uh, on the Miiverse, you can actually create colored works of art and charcoals and colored pencils, different kinds of uh, papers. and um, And so the community itself is very colorful and unique and there's so much great art going on. And I'm seeing a lot of bad art going on, and I mean that <laughs> in a good way because I feel like more people are trying to practice their, you know, drawing skills and just having fun with it because there's color. It's people who, you know, might be intimidated by all these awesome artists. Hell, we have tons of them on Negative World, mm-hmm. and and I certainly don't draw very many. Like when when uh, when Mario asks me, "Hey, you just beat this level and got all three coins. Do you want to say something?" I never draw a picture of it like once or okay. twice I did because you know I'm, I'm going to draw something that's totally shitty mm-hmm. but with this game I can kind of separate it from the game or a game and I can just kind of use my creativity and do my own thing and uh and everyone seems to be doing that and it's really cool um I'm pretty I'm, uh, you know I don't even remember exactly if I used Dr. Finkelstein or another username on my Nintendo or I'd ask people to follow me but I don't really care I guess um but you can see my work on Negative World because I've been posting it there too. And uh, Carlos rocks. He's been posting some of his art in, in the thread we have for it. And um, and you know we we got a lot of good stuff going, and I'm enjoying it. I'm still learning a little bit. Carlos actually made me some drawing tips stills where he he gave me like the basic figure, and cause I took a drawing class a long time ago, but I don't really remember much of it. So he gave me some basic lessons, and then he kind of saved that picture, uploaded it, then he drew on top of it for like the next step, and wrote more notes. So he kind of gave me, like, a drawing class and a few pictures. And so, you know, thanks for that, Carlos.
0: That's pretty neat. That explains why he, uh, why his avatar is that uh, the Happy Trees guy.
1: Oh, Bob you Ross. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, he was talking about that in the thread, too, about how he actually respects Bob Ross. And um, pretty much, I guess, the story is that Bob Ross was a little bit of a weirdo, but inspiring in his weirdness. And I think Carlos was appreciating that, but... Uh,
0: I liked that show when I was a kid, was nothing else on, you know? it's yeah. relaxing.
3: Yeah.
1: But, uh, yeah, so that's what I've been playing lately uh, when I've had a few minutes. I mean, I can do that while I'm talking to people or while I'm kind of getting other work done depending on the work. Mm-hmm. So I've drawn a few pictures, and uh, it, it's funny because as much as Peekman's sitting in my Wii right now and I really want to play that, I feel like I want to play that only when I have dedicated time. But I feel like I can, you know, mess around with the sketch pad Whenever sure. I want. So, uh, you know, I'll get home from work and I'll be like, oh, you know what? No time for me today, but I can play with the sketch pad a little bit. Totally. So, so it's been fun. And with that, let's move on to uh, a quick break. And then we'll come back and we'll play box art trivia with our first ever non-host guest. Uh, and so Woo! we'll see what you can do. We'll see if you can, uh, you know, beat us at our own game.
2: Should
1: be fun. Okay, and we are back with our. uh with no enthusiasm. And we're back! All right. <laughs> Sorry, I just went like, and we're back. I feel like that, uh, joining <laughs> eyes. Wow. <laughs> you know. Ben Stein? Yes, is that
0: Ben Stein. Name? That,
1: that is his name, yes. Yeah. Um, I do not ever attempt to actually sound like Ben Stein on the show. It just happens that way. Yep, um,
0: we're both very mellow.
1: Yeah, we need to get it's some like, house music pumped in here. Yeah, We are. we are mellow. So this is the, the, you know, another segment of, I guess, Box Art Trivia, whatever. Um, Or maybe we we need to find a name for this. I'm like, what's that box? Or. Yep. um, (laughs) What's
0: something that doesn't sound dirty? Or how yeah, I know.
1: Or how how about we just have box? Like box (laughs) with a rising intonation and a question. Oh,
0: wait. Wait, what about question mark box? Because then it's like a Mario thing and it sort of gets at the. All right, never mind.
1: Uh, For some reason, the syllables in that, I don't like them, but but we'll talk about it. We'll figure it out. That could be my neuroses. Fine. Um, Either way, this is our box art trivia, and this is where you know we just describe box arts in a manner as if we've never played video games before. Part of the fun is to hear how well or or inefficiently I or Joe uh, describes the boxes, because that might affect the game. And then also, the fun is seeing if you can guess regardless. So, uh, we each have three boxes, Joe and I. Um, I don't know what Joe's are. Joe doesn't know what mine are, and uh, and you know we're just gonna throw them out there, and then whoever's not actually <laughs> you know in the hot seat is gonna actually try to guess. So. Yep. And I'll if go...
0: if Michael doesn't get uh four out of six right, then he's never allowed back.
1: Yeah. And if sure. he gets <laughs> less than two correct, we actually just kick him off the rest of the show and, and do the, the rest website.
0: He's banned from the forum. Yeah. <laughs> If he gets zero correct, then he's...
1: Wins a date with zero. <laughs> I
0: was going to say uh, kicked out of Australia, but that's even worse. Well,
1: that's how he gets a date with them. He gets kicked out, he gets brought over to Chicago, and <laughs> they go on the romantic endeavor of a lifetime.
0: Uh, I, I want w- to win and, a date.
1: On and eerily watching from from the, back of the <laughs> restaurant. That's, that's the bonus.
0: I would want to win that date just so I could get some deep dish pizza. Oh yeah, hmm. yeah.
1: I'll I'll be passing through uh, for work next month, and uh, so I should talk to him about where I can get some good deep dish pizza.
0: Ah, uh, there was this one. I'll try to find out. There was this one place because there's the the famous one. I don't remember the famous one. I think it starts with an R or something. But I didn't didn't care for that too
1: much. Although I have more... to be like a little bitch because I I won't really be passing through downtown, so I needed like wait. What's the best Chicago deep dish on the outskirts, <laughs> along the highway.
0: Okay. No I'm telling you this place was well it wasn't right downtown anyway, it was so good though it was so good hmm. the the main the like stereotypical one it was too much like uh it was like tomato soup with cheese in a bread bowl mm. anyway weird.
1: back when, to the game yes, yes, back to the game so all right so we'll we'll start with my box art first, um and Michael, how we do this is uh at least for now we go box art number one. Um I have to say it like that, and Joe reminds me if I don't say it. So okay, um <laughs> Alright, here we go. So there's a big moon and uh there's a shark with with boxing gloves on. And he looks pretty aggressive. And uh there's some islands and some water. It looks like we're in a snow globe almost the way but with no snow. And, uh, there, there's, I think there's some sort of bird going, what's up with his hands in the air. Like, a, like maybe he's a rapper. Um, there's, uh, there's some guy with, with a hat and he's got like, these like white things coming out of it. <laughs> I don't know. You guys, uh, I have ma- no ma- freaking they, clue. they might be bunny ears or something. Maybe Jeez. It's, a, uh... it's a red hat.
0: Uh Mario Paint. <laughs> no. Do you have any
1: idea, yeah. Michael?
3: Uh no. <laughs> Alright.
1: Uh it's it's a Game Boy game. And the red hat with rabbit ears belongs to Mario.
0: Uh huh.
1: Super Mario Land two, six golden coins.
0: Oh yeah, that says Ah uh, oh, man, that should have gotten that.
1: That's a good one though, because the shark with, like, boxing gloves—like that game was so damn weird. That's
0: what—that's the one thing that I could kind of picture. Like, I feel like I've seen that. Oh, uh, yeah, well, I know I I've—I know I've seen that. I should have said there's like, an
1: angry pumpkin in the background, because that might have helped too. Because they have kind of like representations of the levels in the in mm-hmm. the box. It actually is a pretty nice box art, in terms of describing the game.
2: I'd never even noticed the moon in the background.
1: No, me neither. And here's the thing. I didn't until the second this game started, and I was like, there's a moon back there. I'm going to start. And I started <laughs> with that because in the last, uh, or in episode 50 when we last did this, Joe had two boxes, both. That was like the starting clue was there's a moon.
0: Yeah, I think, <laughs> I, think I changed maybe some of the ones I was going to pick tonight. But uh, yeah, that could have been for about half mine as well. So apparently I right. like with moons on them, So yeah,
1: a, and again, like this game, like hopefully people at home enjoy listening. Uh, people on the commute, people at work, uh, any location you choose, to listen to this. Hopefully they enjoy this because I mean, I, I mean, I guess I try to be a little funny sometimes, but it's not really like a comedy skit. It's, <laughs> we're actually trying to quiz each other <laughs> and see if we can figure this out. Mm-hmm. So all right, uh, so <laughs> so unfortunately <laughs> you did not get that one. Uh, but you still have a chance to uh to win that chance chance of date encounter with zero so you're you're on on a roll to that
0: yep uh, but okay so, go with uh, all right
1: Box art number two <laughs>
0: okay so this box has a robot monkey, a pirate a crew of bunnies. Hmm. There's a treasure map.
1: Oh, I know what this is. I think I do.
0: He thinks he knows it. Maybe I don't. Maybe he doesn't, though. Maybe I do. (laughs) There's kind of a young boy on the cover. Any guesses, Michael?
2: None at all. I'm... I
0: could, I'll narrow it down to, it is a Wii game.
1: Well, yeah, you kind of oh, blew boy. that load pretty uh, early <laughs> in the show, <laughs> before we started. Um, okay, I'll throw up my guess, is it Zack and Wiki? It is Zack and Wiki! I don't remember the bunnies or whatever, but when you said robot, monkey, I was like, okay, that didn't make any sense. And then when you said uh, the treasure, I was like, oh, I yep, think yeah, know.
3: Yep,
0: yep, yep. Yeah, the crew I I... are all bunnies.
2: I haven't played a lot of um, Wii games. That's er, probably one of the... i played uh, with a few of them, just not many.
1: Well, to get we right. won't go into this, but in my opinion, Zach and Wiki is not a game you necessarily have to play. Like it's Oh, beloved. I forgot
0: about that. You are not crazy about that game. No,
1: I own it, because it was acclaimed right. by people. It was like a word of mouth kind of thing. Yeah. And people who love it, they love it. Yeah. But I don't that's think me. it's for everybody, that's all. Yeah. Now, I'm not going to say the game's a piece of shit. Um... Because the game speaks for itself. Oh, zing! (laughs) Um, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Anyway, let's move on. Um, right. Okay, so, box art number three. Uh, Okay, let's go with this. So there is a grenade that looks really pissed off and almost kind of aroused. There's... (laughs) There's a pineapple hedgehog looking thing. There's three of them, so there could be like a, it could be like a diglet Doug Trio situation. Um, there's a flying ice cream sandwich that is, uh, that is kind of like, it it must be going fast. There's like a, like one of those trail effects behind it. Uh Um, there's, uh, there's a Caterpie wannabe. Oh, wait, I'm talking like I'm not playing video games. There's a Caterpillar uh, (laughs) wannabe. (laughs) Um, who's trying to get away from some really creepy blue alien-looking dude. Uh, he's got a really long tongue, and he's he's eating the caterpillar. What the hell? And, uh, <laughs> and this is, yeah. And so while he's eating the caterpillar, the, the horny grenade and the ice cream sandwich are coming right at him. It's, uh, <laughs> and the, here's the thing. I'm not even being, like, silly. (laughs) This is exactly what the hell we're seeing. (laughs)
0: Uh, I've
1: never played this game, (laughs) but I'm pretty sure that that must be an ice cream sandwich. um, But when when I tell you guys, and you Google the image, you're going to be like, oh, this makes total sense. Well, Uh, I got nothing. What about you, Michael? I have nothing either. (laughs) Okay, it's an N64 game, if that helps. Uh, But this is Chameleon Twist. What you never heard of that game no nah. <laughs> i like I said, I didn't play it, but uh the music's pretty good, and I've heard the music and um I'm pretty sure it was a platformer type game, and if i you know I just, like want,
0: a... I just want to stop you, Stephen because I'm yes. pretty sure it's pronounced chameleon.
1: um twice Chamele- Chameleon chamoleon twice.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so anyway, I just thought
1: you know. Well it, it's it's a funny box art because what I said literally makes sense though, doesn't it? I mean have you guys looked at it yet? Yeah. I have I've looked at it. It's it's the horny grenade, it's the ice cream sandwich. <laughs> it's
0: the flying ice cream sandwich. Yeah, and
1: then and then like the pokey like the spiky haired like porky catap- pine pineapples. Yeah. Um uh, it's got like really bad three D art to it. Yeah. It's uh but it's only for N sixty four, so remember that. Um, and it's designed for the uh, Rumble Pack. That's that's important.
0: I mean, if you had done Chameleon Twist Two, then maybe I would have. Seriously? <laughs> There's a box art here for Chameleon Twist Two. So
1: I I don't know if, I don't know I don't remember hearing about that. But you never played it, or
0: In screenshots? No, 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 oh. never.
1: Okay, thanks for joshing me, douche.
0: <laughs> anyway, this, looks, that's my... this game looks kind of adorable, though.
1: Yeah. Kind of well, fun? hey, if Nintendo only was uh, putting N sixty four games on their virtual console, maybe we get to play it someday. yeah you know? True. I wonder when they'll start that.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wonder um, when too. Be interesting. Although most most of the good N sixty four games we own at my house, so still be
1: good.
0: Hmm. This character design—he reminds me slightly of of like a Snork. Do you remember the Snorks? from they were like the uh they were like the other smurfs cartoon oh no anyway
1: <laughs> the short answer is no okay all right moving right along box art number 4
0: this box art has a couple on it kind of girl uh there is uh a tiger, and there are some swords.
1: I think I might know what this is. You think you might? I think I might.
0: But you have no idea.
1: What Michael. You, but, oh wait, you know what? You said it was for we though. Well, did. I guess you said that off off air, but <laughs> off air. Yeah, yeah, these are all for me <laughs> for you. So, so my Super Nintendo slash Sega game that I was thinking of is nothing. I was thinking it was Aladdin.
0: Uh, (laughs) Oh no no no! Good guess.
1: I'm pretty sure the Aladdin boxer was pretty boring though, if I remember correctly. There wasn't much going on. So, a tiger. Yep. A couple. Yep. And a and a ham sandwich. (laughs) Some (laughs) swords. Oh
0: swords! Sorry. There's really not a whole lot else going on here.
1: Okay, I. I don't know. She's, I, I think she's I'm wearing gonna...
0: a blue dress. Don't tell me anything. Uh, all right, what about Michael? how about this? How about this? The the tiger is white. It is like a. Siegfried a and tiger. Roy.
1: <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> With wario <laughs> control.
0: Siegfried and Roy, Las Vegas adventure.
1: <laughs> it's Roy in the blue dress, by the way.
0: Only for Virtual Boy. Hmm.
1: Nothing. I mean, is it a Prince of Persia game?
0: Nope.
2: I got nothing either.
1: The blue dress th- you can't describe anything else. There's no like ice cream sandwiches. <laughs> 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 no, um a lot of the a lot of the
0: box is uh literally just white. Uh and behind them is sort of a sort of an ornate sculpture uh but it's not really it's just a lot of like it almost looks kind of like maybe like feathers or That's
1: the last story, right? What's that? Not the last story, is it?
0: Yes, the last story. What oh, is it?
1: Yes, the last story. <laughs> the cover is as th- is- is close as I've gotten to that game so far. <laughs> I bought it, but that's all I've seen. I don't even think it's nice. out the shrink wrap.
0: Nice.
1: But, uh, okay. Because I remember there being a couple. On the- I don't remember any color on the box, really, though. So the blue dress thing threw me off.
0: Yeah, it's not. I mean, there's really not. It's very muted. A lot of the colors are very, very muted. Mm-hmm. Uh, and really, her blue pretty much the only splash of color. And then, you know, like the, the tiger, you know, the shading on the tiger is kind of bluish, but that's, that's really about oh. it. Everything else is brownish. So. You,
2: you, you were using the Japanese box art. That was... It
0: well, well here's, here's the deal. I guess there was a bit of a twist here, because the... I think this game, I want to say it only came in, like, limited edition, or something like that. And so mm. the outer box, the box that would be oh. like, you
3: know, the,
0: the cardboard box looks like this. And then when you open it up, the inner plastic thing uh, just has the girl in the circle, right? Okay. Is that what you're thinking of? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah. <laughs> um, which, by the way, one of the, coolest, one of the coolest boxes ever because it actually is kind of shaped like a book. And it actually has, like, paper on the right spine.
1: Pretty <laughs> awesome. Yep. It was the last of its kind, from what I can tell.
0: Um, the last, last story. story. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Alright. Box art number five. So how
0: are we doing? We're 0 for 4 here? Hey,
1: I got two. <laughs>
0: oh, that's right. Well, yeah. I, I I was thinking from, from Michael's... Uh... Then, yes,
1: he's very close to that day with Zero. I'll t- I'll t- <laughs> you know, Zero goes on wait. vacation, and then he comes back to this. I, I yeah. should... Really, you know, I'm going to have to get him, like, drunk so I can get a signature on the uh, the contract for this. Yeah. So it's legal.
0: I can't wait to send him that PM. <laughs>
1: By the way. <laughs> all right. Um, mm. Yeah, so box at number five. Uh, my last one here. Um, yeah, I don't know. Good luck. Okay. Uh, all right. So we've got I'm trying to think what's in the background. It's hard to tell. So okay, there's a lot of there's a lot of people, a lot of characters on this on this box art. Um, you got you got like a, like a, not a miner per se, but like an archaeologist with a yellow ponytail. You got some kind of grumpy red dinosaur. Um, oh, you got this poor little uh, turtle who hurt his nose, and he's got a bandaid on it. And uh, then there's some weird. Kind of pirate skeleton character, and um, if you put if you put Doctor Robotnik in a blue parka with a yellow scarf, it probably would look like this character. And uh, there's another dinosaur, a green one, uh, with like a red mohawk. And all these characters are behind the main character, who uh, who's holding up a map, and uh, and they they don't have any pupils, which is kind of weird. It's got black eyes. But they look familiar still.
0: Hmm. Um, uh, I don't know. I don't know. Uh I've got nuts.
1: It's part of a franchise.
0: Um is it like Digimon? Nope. Uh
1: it's almost as if they look like they're cutouts.
0: Cutouts, like paper cutouts, perhaps. Paper <laughs> Digimon.
1: <laughs> you guys give up? Anything, Michael?
2: uh I'm thinking.
0: What about like fossil fighters? Isn't that a thing? I don't. I know uh, nothing was, about this that This was catchphrase.
1: Phrase, where you're not supposed to say like a word that's in the title. Yeah. I would have screwed up by emitting paper was what they look like.
0: Is it a Paper Mario game?
1: It possibly is a Paper Mario game.
0: Oh, God. Oh. I don't even oh. play those. For I know a, I should.
1: GameCube. Thousand oh, Year Door. Your door. There we go, yes. <laughs> I love yeah. that game.
2: I there, never look at the box, though. <laughs> there, there is no
1: door on it, or I would have said something like that, but. um. But yeah, you got the uh, the Goomba or Goombat or whatever her name is. Oh she, yeah, with the ponytail. She and then I and then I mentioned uh, the red dinosaur, who's one of the bosses, and then you got that Koopa, who's got the the bruised nose. He's one of your partners. I don't really remember that pirate creep. Uh, but then the yeah, green,
2: he he was later on in the game.
1: Then the green dinosaur, that's the spunky Yoshi with the red mohawk. And, and that then, wasn't
2: a red uh, that wasn't a red dinosaur. It was a red dragon.
1: Gosh. Oh well, you can't, fa- see his,
2: right. you
1: can't see his body, and he looks like he's—he he has a okay. similar. You're right; it is—it is a dragon. You're right. That is a heck of a box art, though. Yeah, it is. It's—it's it's yeah. a lot going on. I was hoping—I was hoping speaking about the lack of pupils, because that's you know, Paper Mario doesn't have any pupils. I was hoping that would kind of help, but I didn't yeah. want to say he's got a red hat and blue overalls, and I just—you <laughs> know—I did a Mario game for the first one, so I was like. Yeah, I was a little skeptical to use this one, so I apologize if it was silly.
0: I I will say this this game, uh, though I've never gotten into the franchise. This when this one came out, I almost did because it looked really fun and it looked really it good. It is
1: really fun. It is a, a great lot of game. people say it's the best.
0: Yeah,
2: it is the best. Type of Mario game. It is. Mm-hmm. So good.
1: It's kind of the last of the traditional ones, isn't it? Because after this uh, yeah. one came Super Paper Mario, which was really cool in its own right, but had its own flaws as well. And then after that, we got Sticker Star, which was completely different than even Super Paper Mario was.
0: Yeah. What, is, what do you mean by traditional? Like, what's the... What's the first the... Paper
1: Mario was pretty much an RPG, as you know them, but with a badge system to help you upgrade, which is pretty cool. Paper Mario A Thousand Year Door was that on steroids, more characters, okay. more... Uh, but still, you still played just very traditionally. Isn't there some kind of platforming, or is that just like how you move around no, the world? No, there is. Yeah, there is a little yeah, bit. Yeah, there's platforming. Okay. Um, it's minimal. But then Super Paper Mario turned that into a bit more... There's a lot more platforming to, to do. The, the battles were a little less involved, I think. And then the ga- game mechanic that really sold it was... Uh, you could go from 2D to 3D, sort of. But right. everything would stay in 2D. So it's like if yeah. you could just change like rotate a pop up book ninety degrees and then you could walk through it. So there was yeah. gameplay elements to that and then Super or, that was Super Paper or, yeah, that was Super Paper Mario. Which is kind of a mix of Paper Mario and Super Mario. Then they had Paper Mario Sticker Star, which was back to that kind of classic RPG, but instead of actually battling you use stickers which get used up and those you know, so it's like power ups on steroids. Mm. There weren't um there was HP but there was no real um, Magic point system. There were no badges uh, to be had. Yeah. So it, it was quite a departure. And oh, this year, you know, that was one of the games I've beaten this year, and it kind of left a sour taste in my mouth a little bit. I still had fun, but yeah. it was one of the games that I was, I was pretty okay with it being over. And I feel like. Kind of stinks.
0: I feel like before that game came out, everyone was like,
1: wow, oh, yeah, Star. a 3D version of that game would be great.
0: Yeah, and then pretty much, I feel like the overall reception once the game hit was, you know, lukewarm. Not bad, but not not yeah, great. It's, yeah.
1: it's not a bad game by any means, but it's definitely not going to be in in a, in a Nintendo museum someday. Mm. So,
0: speaking of which, should totally do that.
1: <laughs> Nintendo should yeah. really branch out a lot more. I think, I think the Nintendo World Store needs a location in Detroit, and because <laughs> uh, that'll get a lot of business. Um, But at least one in Chicago, so I can actually have a chance to go to it. Uh, Like, my girlfriend, I got her a Toad keychain from there in 2011, and she had it on her keys, so it got scratched up pretty bad. So I wanted to surprise her recently by getting her a new one, but I kind of live far from New York City. And um, I have some friends out in that area, but none of them are near Rockefeller Center, so it was kind of a hassle still. Luckily, a friend from here was actually vacationing there, uh, at one point in the summer, and so I noticed, so I kind of had her help me, uh, navigate, because I wanted to get my girlfriend, at you know, she knows that I didn't go to New York, and she knows you can't order from a website, or even call them, you have to be in the store to get it, so I kind of wanted to blow her mind like that, but, uh, so I did, and I ended up buying Diddy Kong, Donkey Kong, Bowser, Mario, uh, Waluigi, a Toad for myself, and Yoshi. I spent like sixty bucks on keychains, like an idiot, <laughs> because <laughs> I just wanted to have them, and I can't get them for easy. So I wish that it was easier to get stuff like that. Sure. The store is a pretty great place to be.
0: Yeah, it's very cool.
1: Anyway, I believe we're on the last box. Yep. A box art number six. Okay.
0: So this box, uh, I'm going to give you going to give you a bonus fourth clue. Uh, So, first of all, this box has jelly beans. It has a curvaceous companion. It has a young boy. And bonus fourth clue, it has the moon.
1: I'm pretty sure I know what this is.
0: Do you?
1: Yes. (laughs) And I've never played it. And your second clue is meant to lead me down a... a Saucy path, which won't yep. exist because <laughs> your first clue primed me in a way that I probably <sighs> intended.
0: Yep, yep, yep. I should have, I should have, I should have swapped the, uh, swapped the clue order, probably. And
1: then I would be thinking about boobs now. Uh, be, <laughs> um.
0: But it is an apt description, is it not? It is. It is. Yep, yep, yep. All right. What about uh, Michael? Any, any ideas?
2: Well, I have no idea. So zero. Be prepared. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, um, just to uh, tell the people at home, it is actually the Modern Family video game. It's where Sofia Vergara and that other and her son on the show they eat jelly beans mm-hmm. and um,
0: at night. Yeah, at, yeah, <laughs> at night. Yeah.
1: Yep. Um, with the moon that's, from the Mighty Boosh, actually. That's the game. Um, no, actually, I believe this would be a boy in his blob.
0: Correct. Nailed it. <laughs> All right. You see, see, he's a blob.
1: Yeah. So he's curvaceous.
0: Is he's very curvy.
1: Uh-huh. <laughs> and again, at first, you know, first instinct, I mean I admit, was like you know, it's like I saw like womanly hips all of a sudden I was like and then then suddenly because the jelly bean thing kicked in, those yep. curvy womanly you know, sexy hips <laughs> turned into white blah like a like a bowling pin, and I was like, What's happening? And I was like, Oh, thanks, yeah. brain. <laughs> <You did> it. <laughs> like it was all it was all unvol or involuntary. It no problem,
0: stupid. <laughs> Anytime.
1: So, uh, alright, so I got all three of yours then. You did. Not necessarily on the first try with the last story, but... Uh, but, alright, I feel pretty good about myself. And they're all games I never played. <laughs> oh, no, 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 wait, Zach and Wickey I did play. Yep. I just try to forget.
0: The last story <laughs> you could play.
1: Yeah, and last story I, I, I own, but I have not and played. No, no, a boy in his blood so, for you? No, I, no. It's a good game. It's a good game. Um, You know what we need to do? Instead of this box art bullshit, we need to do uh, game manual trivia, and then that way that way I wouldn't have gotten the the, the last story one, because I never opened the box. So. <laughs> we'll try that for episode 100. We'll
0: this that. game has the copyright information on page three. <laughs>
1: it was licensed in 2007.
2: You have to do all um, old school game manuals.
1: Modern ones are literally one page long. Yeah. Yeah. So on page 34 of this manual <laughs> you can find a shield <laughs> you know uh, I
2: used to love reading the manuals when I was a kid of Dude, course I, mean, I used to yeah, like my war. parents
1: would call me to dinner and I'd bring like the manual to the game I'd be reading it press A to do that yeah. okay I can't wait to do that later let me eat some peas and then you know yep. I loved reading that stuff and then yep. then yeah. as I got to my teens it was video game magazines and then as that yeah. happened I stopped eating with my family <laughs> <Pretty much. laughs> <laughs> <laughs> but, uh,
2: I, I, I used to um especially the banjo do one I always used to show you all the levels in the game and I could never reach all the later levels so I just used to look at the pit, the few like three or two, two or three pictures of the last and we went that place looks awesome I want to go there one day but mm-hmm. <laughs> be good enough to get
1: there it's like a, it's like a vacation manual or like a vacation yeah. <laughs> uh, catalog you know for like timeshares mm-hmm. oh that uh, that rusty bucket bay sounds like a nice place
3: all polluted
1: <laughs> listeners that was another Romping round of box art trivia that always ceases uh, to um, to Surprise me that <laughs> the thing takes a half hour for six boxes, but <laughs> yeah, fair enough. So let's take uh, one more break, and then we'll jump into our main topic of uh, let's play videos, and um, well, mega. Well, we'll quickly me- mention the Mega Evolutions too, but there's not really that much to say. Stay tuned all right and we're back that was the last break let's jump the hell into this uh okay really quick let's jump in right to the mega evolutions which was kind of a news story from last week i think and they stink they no. stink i think i think that's my the critic i mean uh, i want okay let's just in case people don't know what they are or haven't heard about them uh michael i mean i'm sure you know you you know you've read at least the basic news on this yep. please tell us and inform me too cuz i mean i've seen snippets but i haven't like i didn't watch that clip on youtube of the of the show that was show showing it and everything and um tell us what these mega evolutions are
2: Uh, Basically, before Pokemon could just evolve, they evolve at the end of battle or exploring the game world and the Poke world. But with Mega Evolutions, if you equip a certain item to a certain Pokemon, they will go through a Mega Evolution. We're not sure, I don't think we're absolutely 100% sure of how the Mega Evolution will take place and what triggers it, only that it requires the item. But it evolves them into a stronger form that have, that might have a different type, a different stats and a different ability. So it kind of changes the way you think about the battles.
1: Well, now is this just for the duration of the battle, or is it permanent, like a it's, sunstone would be, or something?
2: It's for um, a certain amount of time in the battle. So it, it doesn't last after, and I'm not sure if it lasts the it doesn't last the entire battle. I don't think either.
1: So in a way, it's almost like um, I forget what the name of it is, but like one of those uh elixir capsules that would actually um boost up some of your stats for a turn or or two or until your pokemon faints. Oh, yeah. but mm-hmm. it kind of might do it to your overall like instead of just boosting up a stat it'll actually like throw a curveball and change you from a flying type to a psychic type and yeah. uh that's kind of cool but but it's only for select pokemon uh yes now what do you think I mean do you think that's kind of a cop out do you think it should have been for every one of them
2: uh or- the, th- the thing is that, um, I like the overall idea, but not how it's implemented. It doesn't... I mean, for, for starters, they gave Mega Evolution to Mewtwo, Lucario, and, uh, Blaziken. Blaziken. Yeah, yeah now, the all three of those, those Pokémon are already powerful, of, sure. the, of, of their own right. I mean, yeah. Mewtwo and Blaziken are, if you are going by Smogon top-tier Pokémon. If, uh, if you've got Blaziken with Speed Boost, that is. Um... But that, but then, why give already powerful Pokémon another form, and not just give it to other Pokémon? As I keep on using uh, Shuckle and Dunsparce as examples, <laughs> they're pretty, they're pretty useless Pokémon. No one uses them. Why not yeah. give those Pokémon evolutions? Or what about uh, th- what about the Pokémon that can use Eviolite? I'm not sure if I pronounced that correctly. Probably I- completely I incorrect. I
3: think you did. Right? That's how I'd
2: but, say it. Yeah, but. Well, what about Pokemon that utilize that? They can then choose between having the Mega Evolution for them or having EvioLite.
1: Well, I mean, devil's advocate on that. I mean, who would be excited about a Shuckle with a Super Fire? Like, all right, Shuckle's finally in the game. You know, no. No, one,
0: but that's well, well. I mean, I would because, like, I um, you know, I even started a group on uh, what is it? What's the Bulba Garden forum? Mm-hmm. Which was just about pokemon battling that was like you know you would just use whoever you like you know so because i got tired of seeing you know you would try to play pokemon with people either online or whatever and it's always the same 30 or 40 pokemon because those are the ones that are powerful enough to win with and no one plays not to win
1: you you know so with the pokemon of fox and you play uh, no items And uh, find destination.
0: Yeah, Yeah, pretty much. Pretty (laughs) much. That's pretty much exactly what it is. So, you know. So, I mean, I was just tired of that because for me, you know, so much of the draw of Pokemon is that you have these hundreds and hundreds of characters to choose from, and let's face it, a lot of them are friggin' cute, and the ones that are friggin' cute are usually not necessarily that powerful. So it's almost like there's no point to like, you know, eighty percent of the Pokemon out there because they're just not going to be worth training and having on any team that you would eventually play with. So okay. it would be cool if there was something that could, you know, boost up and make more usable these Pokemon that typically haven't been.
1: But that's what I mean. I, I don't think it would be cool if it was just the Shuckles of the world. Uh, just <laughs> like it's not cool now that it's just the Lucario and the Mewtwo's. Uh, but then you know it must be a tough thing for them to figure out how do they decide for real. Mm. Um, well, that's why this whole
0: thing. I, mean, I was you know being a little facetious about the instincts, but I'm I'm really I don't, I'm just I'm not really excited about this whole thing at all. I kind of think it's you know for Game Freak and Nintendo. Usually, I feel like you know the ideas they have are like really well thought out, well executed, very. Um, meticulously planned ideas. This just seems so half-baked to me. It just mm-hmm. seems like, eh, this would be kind of neat. Do cool. it. And plus, yeah.
1: we were all excited about the new form of Mewtwo. We thought it might be like a Mewtwo, yeah. but then it's not, but maybe it involves yep. a story. So now it's just this frickin' stone. Yeah. Yep. So Mewtwo yep. passes yeah. a stone, and it looks like that. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> um,
2: and Another thing also, there's already a ton of really good hold items that the huh. Pokemon metagame uses a lot of. Why mm. are you going to choose the Mega Revolution stone over these, where, unless this is going to be super, these forms well, going to be super powerful?
1: It sounds like this is going to be kind of unpredictable, too, because that's the only way to make it fair. Mm.
2: Yeah, but still, why would it, just using leftovers as an example because it's an easy example to use, why would you choose a Mega Revolution that can use for a certain part of the battle that may or may not throw your opponent off over leftovers which can give you Healing boon over time. I mean, leftovers in most cases rather be a good choice. Or if you've got a poke one that's um you got the there's an there's an item that poisons you um mm-hmm. every turn uh, or something something that poisons your character every turn. Yeah, yeah. it's a whole item. It poisons you every turn, and then the ability can heal you when you've been poisoned. So then you just get a constant healing from that. Why would you choose that over that when you can get tons of healing.
0: All I can think of is if you had a strategy, which was such that, um, you know, if you could be so powerful so quickly that you would just be able to, you know, it'd be like a gambit, like you just can annihilate your opponent in one or two turns, and either it succeeds or, you know, you've used it up and then you're you're vulnerable. Mm-hmm. But it's just it'd be that gamble if that was going to be your strategy. Now I get what you're saying that doesn't necessarily sound like a very intelligent strategy versus something, you know, like these others. But
1: and It sounds like something that would only work for the actual core game and not for any yeah. multiplayer. Like, I can it, imagine myself going into a, a gym and doing that sort of tactic. But when true. you're playing against the people, like, how fun is it to, like, blow your opponent away in one or two moves and then they blow you away in the next? And, like, it would feel very predictable and, and like, the strategy didn't matter as long as you could gambit well enough. mm
2: the metagame at the moment is heavily ruled around a certain Pokemon and their abilities and things that, that just make them extremely powerful. I don't follow it too much, but I know there are some really abusable combinations out there. And this doesn't seem like it's going to impact it that greatly. It was just, It was my similar reaction to the fairy type in that fairy type wasn't really needed, and I don't think it's going to impact the metagame that deeply.
1: But yeah. I, I accept the fairy type much more easily than, than the Mega Evolution. Yeah, the, fair, and the fairy yeah. type
2: fits in better. And
1: especially so. when you consider that whatever they do here will transcend to future games. You know, yeah. when we get fairy now, we're stuck with fairy, because you can't... I mean, I guess you could, but I don't think they'll ever try to take out a type. No. no. Just like they probably will never take out this item... Because they're gonna want you to be able to bring your Pokemon up, and uh, I mean, I guess they kind of limit you because they won't let you bring HM, you know, Pokemon with HMs uh, to the next games and everything. So maybe they won't let you take one that's holding a, a Mega Stone or whatever. But uh, I don't. Know. Yeah, so they I don't know. let
2: they don't let you migrate items anymore. If i remember correctly, I don't. I stopped. I think I stopped that in Gen Five because in Gen Four I was just migrating tons of Master Balls and PB Maxes over onto it. So I think hmm. I stopped that. And I think yeah. HMs are stopped because of coding. <laughs> I think programming, which is, I'm not altogether sure on this. But if you've got a HM on one game and you've got a HM in a different game, yeah, it's, or it's not a HM, yeah, programming issues.
0: Yeah, yep. Yep, yep. yeah, yeah. Um, and I, you know, I just uh, I feel like if they wanted to just give these Pokemon more evolutions. I would be much more okay with that. I mean, I wouldn't be excited about it, but it would be so much. I don't know. It would just makes so much more sense we'll than what they're yeah, doing I would, now. Yeah,
1: I would love if if they just gave new evolutions, kind of on a maybe a major scale. Maybe there's some sort of, you know, secret ooze like the Ninja mm-hmm. Turtles encounter that just, you know, affected a lot of Pokemon uh, more than we've seen in any game. But if Shuckle had a true evolution, yeah, um, mm. that would be more exciting to me than oh, so he's got one. Only when he wears this rock, like yeah, it's almost like so he's got to wear the nice jacket to to go out to dinner, but uh, he's right. still a shuckle piece of shit.
0: Right, and that's I... I, like I feel like uh, now, and this is just me, but so now like Lucario is not is not the ultimate form of Lucario. You know what I mean? But mm. to get the ultimate form is such a yeah. I hate to use this word, but gimmick. You know, it's like you need know, the stone. It, yeah, it just it's
1: and it feels different than this. an evolution stone, you know, because that's a yeah. one-time use that permanently upgrades a character. While yeah, I don't know, it's as which if, is like... what they could
0: totally have done. They could have just made this a certain stone that. Had...
1: Yeah, they should have. But I um
2: I I actually think if they had done this for every Pokemon, which would have taken a ton of work, and then worked yeah. into the story somehow. Which is obvious is going to involve DNA of some kind. If they mm. worked that into the story, and did it for every Pokemon, maybe a special machine that would um, go and permanently evolve your Pokemon, maybe to a completely separate and more powerful or just different form of some kind. Something like De- Deoxy having its multiple forms. Maybe give each and every Pokemon a separate form that's like the complete opposite to it, stat-wise. Well, it's just something crazy like that. But each and every Pokemon worked into the story. I think it would have worked a lot better. I mean, yeah, it would have been a ton of Pokemon, but it wouldn't have been... This just seems like some, they've thrown out there to wow us.
1: And then imagine, and, like, and... them deciding to make it part of the story to where there's it's a temporary thing. So when you by the time you beat the game, you fix whatever was causing that. And yeah, mm. it took away the cool thing that happened in the world, but it was hurting the Pokemon, maybe. Like, it made them stronger, yeah. but over time it could kill them or something. And mm. uh, so that way, they wouldn't have to necessarily continue with that into the future games, but if they wanted to, they could always come up with some other arbitrary reason to do so. Mm. Um, Not necessarily to jump topics so fast, but I wanted to mention this before we talk about the other uh, topic, but I'm also reminding myself that there's new EV mini-games that were announced along with this Evolutions thing. Did you you hear about that?
2: Uh, yes. Like a way to train
1: your Pokemon besides just fighting a Golbat all the time.
2: I'm... I'm happy with anything that tries to make competitive Pokemon playing easier and more accessible because at the moment, if you want to get into competitive Pokemon, you need hours and hours and hours to spend, mm-hmm. which is ridiculous and it just yeah. takes too much time.
0: It got know. a lot better in Black and White too, but there was still.
1: And it sounds yeah. like with this new these new mini games, you still will spend a lot of time doing it. You'll have to earn it. But you just don't have to fight the same Pokemon over and over in in a cave, you know, which is what you had to do before. Yeah. You had to know which Pokemon had what you wanted, then you had to fight a billion of them. Now you yep. can kind of do something that's more entertaining. It seems like this is a positive addition because it allows you to have a little more fun doing this kind of training, so it's not yeah. so mundane. Yeah, it yeah. might open up competitive battle to more people, which is I, I would think good for the community.
2: It is, and the competitive Pokemon community is fairly strong. I mean, it's got. Entire websites devoted to it. I mean, you've got Smogan, which is literally the university for Pokemon battling, as it's so much called. Mm. And then you've got websites like Pokemon Showdown, which you can pretty much just go on there and create your own team from scratch and experiment. So, the competitive Pokemon community is pretty big already, and making it easier for those is convenient.
0: See, I would actually like it if this, if this lower barrier of entry makes it so that, uh, less, I hate, you know, like, less serious people could get into it. Cause again, I just feel like, you know, I want to play Pokemon. I want to play with other people. And yet I don't want to devote my life to it. You know, like, and it seems like there's, there's really no in between right now because, just any time, like, I've I've done EV training in the past, and I've done, like, selective breeding and stuff, and I've, I've looked up strategies. And first of all, I feel like doing that, to me, I feel like it takes a lot of the heart and soul out of the game, which to me also takes a lot of the fun out of the game. But I've done that because I wanted to experience winning every now and then. And even doing all that, like, still, uh my online record would not be great. And I don't know, only like at one point I I figured out this sort of um, this strategy for triple battles that was pretty darn powerful. And I would do it and I, I could win probably two thirds of the time or something. But like I almost felt guilty about it because I felt like I was just like exploiting a loophole or something. And that's that's sort of what I feel like truly competitive Pokemon is like it's 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 almost it's not really like playing the system it's almost like how can you game the system do you know what i mean
2: yeah i get i get it
0: i mean i know a lot of people love it (laughs) but i just there's a
2: reason there's a reason why the evs and ivs and whatever these (sighs) aren't as far as like know most of the games they're not widely known they're not on the stats the screen telling you what you got in each section. Exactly. They're hidden for a reason. They're meant exactly. to make each Pokemon unique.
1: Exactly. Some people have definitely complained about the fact that we still can't see them. Yeah, well, that's. <laughs> and I kind of agree with that personally because, I don't know, it just seems like so much of a hassle to. Like, it's not even about the time training, it's just the time just learning what the hell. But that's why,
0: but it's, you're not supposed to know. I mean, the game is not designed, like, yes, it's a hassle if you're supposed to know what these stats are, but you're just not supposed to. It's supposed to be, you know, they're supposed to be uh, there to make these different creatures feel like different living creatures, not like little robots. True. True. So I
1: guess this whole new thing, one benefit I can see out of it is, it allows people to sort of EV train. They can EV train, like, so their Pokemon are stronger than they would normally be, but they don't have to actually go the whole nine yards, and maybe there's, like, maybe there can be a middle tier.
0: Yep, yep, yep. And that's what I'm hoping. That's like what I would hope
1: out out of it. Yeah. Like, for the casual hardcore, it's what Nintendo's all about. Uh, yep. So let's move on. Uh, Michael, You you invited me into a chat room. A few weeks ago, Sounds where sweet. some interesting <laughs> things went down, <laughs> and and what happened was uh, you were playing Pokemon, was it Blue? Yep. And you were streaming it,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and uh, it was just you, me, and a couple other Aussies, and we were uh, we were watching you play, and you were talking, and we couldn't talk back, but we could chat back, and pretty much we were just it was kind of like a live Let's Play video. Yep, and I'm not really a big advocate of let's play videos. Uh, they're more like let's not play videos to me, Hello. mainly because they're always so. I feel like so many of them are obnoxious. A lot of them are. You know, it's like, <laughs> hey guys, let's play this. Oh, look at that. Look at that guy over there. And like, yeah, it's like, but... a, like a fat comedian who's like doing a bit, but for like yeah. an hour. And yeah, so, so many
0: people are like, like angry video game nerds, but, uh, but like yeah, for real.
1: Right, yeah. and uh, and it just stinks because it takes away from the actual content, which is the game. Like, when I want to look up a, a hint, like in uh, Lego City Undercover, for instance, you know, I was trying to find something, so I was like, well, I need a clue, maybe uh, a video would help, and luckily there was someone who was making pretty good, a pretty good series, but there's a bunch of other things peppered in there, let's play Lego City, and you've got these obnoxious people talking over the thing, you can't even hear, uh, you can't hear... Well, I mean, all you can hear is them. You can't hear the music, you can't hear um, maybe some aspects of the game that actually are important to what you're trying to figure out. And uh, and so you have to mute them, and then just kind of infer... I don't know, it's... I don't really get it, but we're straying too far from that for right now. Because what <laughs> what Michael's doing, he's not just playing Pokemon Blue to do it, um, but he is... Uh, what's the run called?
2: Uh, Nazlock Run.
1: The, yeah, the Nuzlocke run, which um you know, and tell us the the quick rules of that.
2: Uh the base the two basic rules for every Nuzlocke that need to be um considered is you need to catch the first Pokemon on every route, uh, no exceptions. The first Pokemon you see is the first one you get, and if I remember correctly it's that rule starts from the first time you get Pokeballs, so so the first Pokémon you see, you first Pokémon you get on that route, you can't get any more Pokémon on that route. Uh, it applies to towns as well. And then the second rule is, if your Pokémon faints, you have to release it because it is dead. Which wow. Is, it's heartbreaking. Oh, boy. I have stories to tell about that. That's heartbreaking. Wow. Um, then, then there's other optional rules. Um, the one that pretty much everyone uses is having to nickname all your Pokémon, which I never do, which is most people do, but I never do that. Um, then you've also got other rules like the duplicates clause, where if you encounter a Pokemon on a route you've already caught, you can go and um, catch another Pokemon instead of that one, if that's the next one you see. See, there's optional rules and all that, but it's a way of making Pokemon harder, and I think it's more interesting than just a normal Pokemon run to watch, because otherwise it's just grinding.
1: Oh. Well, yeah, and you were being kind of a comedian a little bit in there, and, uh... We were having some fun, you know. It was kind of the live aspect was enjoyable, and mm. uh, and so you were kind of freaking out about certain things. We were making fun of the names of some of your uh, characters because, uh, I guess, in previous events, some people had given like, didn't you have like a Pidgey named Charizard or something like that? Uh my Pidgey was named Kazooie. Kazooie. Oh, that. Oh, yeah, that's right. And uh, but I think you had one Pokemon named Charizard, didn't you?
2: Yeah, that was my that was my Squirtle.
1: Okay. Yeah. So you know, just. Nerdy video game humor and everything, but it was yep. it was pretty cool. It was it was interactive. You're not annoying to listen to. I guess that's a factor I should say. <laughs> and uh, and it was fun that you were, you know, we were chatting uh, with each other, but also with you, and you were interacting back. So that was that was a cool experience. I enjoyed that. And uh, you know, if I'm sitting at my computer late one night and you're doing that, I would I would definitely jump in the chat again. But a lot of people do these things, and then and I don't know, and they, or they have let's play videos and. I wanted to know just, what do you guys think about that? I mean, you've kind of heard my point, and I know Nintendo's not happy about them, uh, so I mean, if you want, you can kind of mention that aspect as well, but mm. how do you feel about the Let's Play video? I mean, it's kind of a new... Like, YouTube existed, and then you had your tay days of the world, and your Chocolate Rain, and, and these random memes that would pop up, and then eventually there were like, little celebrities, and people got famous... And now one of the latest trends really has been to watch people play video games. And I don't know. I mean I don't really get it. (laughs) But I'm I'm also a gamer like myself. Like my girlfriend enjoys watching me play video games. And I even enjoy watching her play a game sometimes, especially if it's one that I've I've beaten before or even if it's one I haven't played before. You know, there's still definitely an aspect of that. So I understand the idea of watching a video game be played, but I guess I would rather be connected to the person playing it, or something. Mm. So, what do you sure. guys think?
2: Hey, do you want to go Joe?
1: Please, Sh- at the same time. Sure. Please. Thank you.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: um, yeah, I typically I only go to them for, like you said, for for like a hint or something. If I'm if I'm really stuck in a game and I feel like uh, I would need to visually see what to do or if that would just be the fastest way. Um, but it's usually not very efficient to try to find an answer that way. But I, no, I never, I never watch Let's Plays. Uh, I'm not against them, but kind of like you said, even if I w- did find them entertaining, a lot of the people who make them tend to be a little too, like, I think they try to be entertaining by becoming these, like, Caricatures of themselves, and that just—it's like just really like foul mouthed and stuff like that. Um, it's true,
1: and you know, and that never really works out well. I—I um, I tell jokes on here. I'm a generally cheesy person, but my worst jokes are usually the ones that I try the hardest to tell. <laughs> and so, you really have to just have a natural calmness to yourself and just be yourself. Yeah. And uh, a lot of these guys just don't do that.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's fine if that was—if it was people with just like you know mildly cheesy humor or something, but that they were just otherwise genuinely playing a game and we were watching along yeah that'd be that'd be kind of fun um i guess the other thing is usually if there was a game that i cared enough about that i wanted to see the whole thing i would want to wait until i played it now that's different than because you you mentioned you know the entertainment value of watching games watching other people you know play games And I have never had a problem with that. Like, a lot of times if I get together with friends, I almost prefer to not control. I don't know why exactly. Maybe I subconsciously feel some undue pressure or something to be the guy holding the controller, but I actually, I enjoy it when, you know, like hanging out with friends and watching someone else play the game. But that's the key word is that they're friends. You know, it's that they're people that I know. Uh, I think just watching someone else play a game uh when i don't know them and it just it doesn't really appeal to me that much um though the thing that uh michael does actually sounds very entertaining so i definitely would like to get in on that in the future and, but... and
1: to some degree i think i would still have enjoyed it even if i didn't know him from the forums because mm. i think the the premise is a little more interactive if it, i i probably wouldn't have enjoyed it as much if i was just watching it on youtube very the true. fact that i was able to be in the chat room and kind of it yep. kind of felt like I was playing with a friend, you know. Yeah, yeah. Just the TV was my computer, and and my friend was a voice in the computer. That I still can't prove is real because I still only hear a voice.
0: <laughs> right, right. <laughs> well, couldn't. no one, no one even knows if Australia is real at this point, do they?
1: <laughs> I've never seen it. Nope. Have you? Nope. That's two, two against <laughs> one. Must <laughs> <Not> be true. <sure. laughs> if only that's how it worked. <laughs>
0: I mean, a land ruled by spiders? How could that exist?
1: That's <laughs> yeah, like Harry Potter shit, right there.
0: Yep. Yep.
2: yep. <laughs> uh, um, so,
1: Michael. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> Stop. <this thing. laughs> um. Yeah. I the, probably the first let's play I ever watched was um, an Untold Story, which is a little-known indie game which I absolutely love. I've I think I've talked about it a, a bit on Nintendo sometimes. I know I got um, Chris BG to play it, um, mm. to play, it, play through it. But th- that was the first one I watch, watched because I, w- I was stuck in the game, so I sat there and looked up the Let's Play to try and figure out what I was to do. And the um, person who was doing it, Hate Workboy, was entertaining, and I was sitting there. And it was like watching a TV se- um, show, a TV serial or something, that was. The game uh, that was about the game. And it was entertaining. So I I stopped watching them for a couple of years. And then last year I started watching them more. And I watch Northern Lion and Game Grumps. Game Grumps, it is literally two guys, two two friends playing games, being stupid. And sometimes (laughs) it can get a little outrageous, but it's not. And Northern Lion is just a, as he calls himself, a. Guy's sitting down in his underwear playing video games, as he's taught about himself many a time. And, so then you get the, of course, let's players, there are a bunch of obnoxious 12 year olds, as they're pretty much always called, out yeah. there that just get hypercam free version or bandicam free version and go, I'm playing Minecraft! Yay! <laughs> oh, it's a creeper! They don't put, <laughs> They they don't feel like they, <laughs> want to do it because they want to do it. They feel like they want to do it. For to the same or the yeah. Fans, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And and uh,
1: yeah. I guess the yeah. problem is that like it's so public. So when I was a when I was a youngin', uh I had this like Fisher Price radio thing that had a microphone i used to record radio shows all the time like i was mr cool you know uh i would make up stories it was just like a creative fun thing my cousin and i would would do it sometimes i remember on our trip to niagara falls when we were god knows how how young we even brought that in the car and we're like doing a program it was hilarious i wish i could find those tapes if they exist but you know that would have been obnoxious as hell to share to the world but it was great for us Mm -hmm. so maybe the problem is that I mean, I kind of admire these kids who want to have some sort of, you know, they're trying to engage in the video game community and they're trying to become more popular. Maybe, maybe it's for the fame, which is a stupid reason to do it. Or maybe it's because they actually want to have an audience and maybe work on themselves and everything. And that's admirable. But most people aren't that.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I, um, my wife teaches piano lessons. So she has a lot of, younger students those are the and, worst class uh, plays
1: jeez <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> and uh there's this one student of hers and he is an he's an awesome kid i mean he is just he's i mean at my age you know he's he's what like uh 9 or something like that but he's just he's a lot of fun to be around he's a good kid but he um he he knew he knew that i played pokemon okay and he had played pokemon he was like you have to go on, you have to go on YouTube. You have to watch my, my Rotom video. I did a, I did a video, instructional video on how to catch Rotom. You have to go watch it and like, share it with people and like it and everything. And I was like, okay, you know, that sounds fun. It sounds like this will be a cute video or something. So I go on YouTube and I, I look up video and you know, <laughs> I hate to lamb based a nine-year-old or anything, but like, the video, he's talking, and, like, he didn't actually even remember how to catch this Pokemon before he started recording the video. So, a lot of the video is him, like, wandering around, and he's like, uh, I think, okay, I think you have to go in this room, and then, okay, no, it's not this room, but uh, it's one of these rooms here. Maybe, I think it's this one. No, it's not this room. Uh, I think you have to go in So, it's, like, really and, unsure
1: and unfocused. Yeah, and, it like... And he, I mean,
0: he had no idea. It was, it was basically just wasting everyone's time. And ultimately, after about five minutes of this, like the video cuts. And then he's like, he's like, okay, <laughs> I, I, I finally remembered how to, how to catch Rotom. And I did it. And I'm sorry I didn't record it. But, um, you go oh in here. Gosh. And, and then you do this. Quit that let's play. <laughs> and then you get Rotom and thanks for watching or something like that. And it was just like, Oh my God, dude. So that's, yeah, I think that sums up a lot of, a lot of what's wrong with Let's Face because, uh, you know, I, I think he was as good as a kid as he is. You know, I think he was doing it for some kind of fame or something, you know, and I don't know what it is about some people that upload stuff to the internet where they don't think, uh, you need quality at all to be famous. And I understand you can look at, yeah, I guess there are a lot of people who get famous with crap, but at least it's, like, funny, you know? At least it's, like, humorous Mm. crap as opposed to just
1: worthless crap. So, yeah. So then, does Nintendo have anything to fear from these things? Why do you think that they've had a stick up their butt about them? Is it because Uh, it tends to show off everything that their product has? I mean, in a way, is it not putting up a movie and then narrating the whole thing? Like, oh, and then Scarface does this. And then, oh, oh hold on a second. Hold on. It, it's coming. Oh, you know, I think it's the next scene. Hold on. You know, I, I didn't have the recording on, so you didn't see Scarface blow the guy away. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, but, I mean, is it not the same kind of thing? Or is it because of the fact that it's an interactive medium and every playthrough is different? You know, in in, in one playthrough, Scarface blows the guy away. another one, he has tea with them you know, you don't really necessarily know. So is it is it different in that way? Is that why it's okay? Is that why it's not okay? I, I
2: think it's the same way as you were saying, where you might want to watch um, someone you know just sit down and watch them playing video games on their TV while you're in the same room and watch it. Because they're going to do different things to you. They have a different way of thinking. So it's that interest in seeing what different they're going to do. And if you... Most of the time, if you watch a game in, and, and say, oh, I've watched the game on YouTube now, I don't need to buy it. You, I don't think you are that I- intent or hey. 100% intent on buying the game if you're thinking, I can just watch it, because the point of the video game is to play it and experience it yourself. Yep. Now, does Nintendo have a right to go and do this? They have some right to do it, but the way they did it was very... Uncaring, you've got people like Chugga Conray and Nintendo Capri Sun who literally make their living off of pretty much Nintendo only game that is their job if they suddenly went to them and just cut off the ad revenue, they, they have no job they need to find a new job immediately and this job market that's not low Many know what's people right in would America.
1: have very little sympathy for that like oh you think, yeah and, be, and is, there's, there's like a meme for it, isn't there like uh like or the sarcastic uh, Willy Wonka. It's like, mm. oh, you can't play video games for a living on YouTube? Sorry. <laughs> you know, like... But, I. But I understand what you're saying, too. Yeah. Uh, you don't just um, kick a guy in the balls, no matter, wh- you know, why.
2: Yeah. And then, the, Nintendo, of course, they own the con- own the copyrighted characters. They own it. But, they don't own the commentary. They don't own the Experience. editing. They don't... They they don't own the mm-hmm. hours of work to go into most of these videos. You talk to any YouTuber and they'll tell you just for a one ten minute video, it might it would probably be several hours worth of work. I mean, how much editing goes into this podcast? None. YouTube videos <laughs>
0: not that much actually. No, absolutely. but but, <laughs> but still
2: it it's still work and it's the YouTube videos probably have even more so because then they need to have the time to upload it. Well, they need it, the good machines. And then you connect, can argue
1: connection. you can argue this as well. Um, one of the ways that, for instance. People, people like, okay, YouTube is a really great place to listen to music, because songs are uploaded like crazy, and for free, and one of the ways that people get around this is like, they'll have five seconds of dead air, or they'll have something else weird playing in the beginning, so whatever robots are tracking, they don't find it right away, and that's sort of what I'm saying here, because maybe, you know, is there an argument that the commentary made by the actual YouTube owner that attached to the video game, even though the video game footage is of a game that is copyrighted by Nintendo or any other company, does the commentary then change that? Like a uh, like a made art or whatever? I'm not sure what the legal legalese really is, but it, yeah. you know how you can take something that someone else did and change it yeah. to some degree, and then actually it's yours?
0: I know what you're getting at, but uh, unfortunately in this case, I think the answer is a resounding no. No, is that because the... of the
1: law or is that because of what you think?
0: Oh no, well? the law. Okay. The law. Because it's because as far as I remember from media law, it's just a matter of um, you know, like it would be one thing if uh, <laughs> like it's the images of Mario or something that would be that would be what they're what they're protecting, like not mm-hmm. you know, if you somehow had a like let's say an entire level where Mario didn't appear or you know, Luigi didn't appear or something like that. Um, you know, I think it's the images that is what's right. being protected, not necessarily just the um
1: Because you can argue that if you've got a foul mouthed twelve year old who's got the Call of Duty, you know, potty mouth and he's playing Mario saying, Oh, Mario's such a effort and blah 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 and man Peach Peach and him should just blah blah you know, like insane yeah. nasty shit. Um that can yeah. damage Especially if, say, a mother is looking for a game for her son, and he's like, oh, what's the Super Paper Mario? And then she <laughs> looks it up, and you got some kids saying, man, I'd wipe my ass with that Paper Mother F. you know." Like, that could be a problem. So I understand Nintendo's yeah. hesitation. Yeah, and that, I like, mean, that wouldn't can't be control, good. Like, when, when it's on YouTube, they can't control their product anymore.
0: Yeah, that wouldn't be good from just a marketing standpoint. But I know that like, when it comes to trademark companies and you know it's tough because i don't i mean i definitely am not on say nintendo's side with this i definitely think that when it comes to the internet people should be able to do things like this i mean it'd be one thing if those guys were making a living and it was taking money out of nintendo's pockets but i just don't see that being the case in fact i feel like with a lot of these situations it's kind of like free promotion
1: well i think nintendo you know tries to argue what what michael was saying about uh, you know, maybe yeah, you know maybe it's going to make someone not buy a game, but so I could just, a demo. Yeah, I'm yeah. Not, I just don't think that's so it's not it's not a strong enough argument to really hold up anywhere. I think. I just yeah, I just
0: don't think that's the reality. I think that's what a lot of people want to rest I, on. But I'm, what I was going to say was that legally, I think when it comes to trademarks, companies have to go after infringement because there's something where. Uh, I forget exactly how it works, but if you don't defend your trademark, you can lose it. So if someone... I remember the example was like the it's Coca-Cola the, You logo. better bitch rule? What's that?
1: Is it called the you better bitch rule? Me- yeah, but basically... It, I, I doing that, you better bitch.
0: <laughs> like I think... I don't remember exactly what the t- t- conditions are, but like if you somehow get away with using the Coca-Cola logo for long enough or whatever, then... Right. Like Coca Cola is screwed or something, or like With, then you have legal right to it. It's
1: there's you know, a law so. that relates to that in real estate. That if for some reason I forget what it is, but if it's a long time, so you're it talking it about like squatter's
0: happen. rights, yeah, or
1: squatter's rights. So if you were yeah. in a place that was owned by someone else for right. long enough and yep. they didn't do anything about it, exactly, eventually exactly. you would actually own that property just because <laughs> your ass sat there long enough. It's like putting your hand on the car to win it, you know, and you just never took it off for, like, ten years.
0: Yeah, which is why it's it's just a bad situation, because I absolutely do not side with the corporations, but at the same time, you kind of have to, you know, feel for them on some level of saying, like, well, that's, like, they don't have a choice. And I think that's very different than, you know, like, a company that would then go and, like, sue the user or something. You know, I think that's completely wrong, but... If it's something where they do like just a cease and desist because they have to or feel that they have to, eh, it's a grey area. I tend to definitely not side with the corporations, but I can at least understand it.
2: I, I think a deal... Uh, something needs to be struck up, because Nintendo yeah. totally has the right to try and profit, to profit off of this. I mean, it's their game being shown. But the, the person doing the video... They also need to get something back. If they're dedicated enough to their work and they're making good quality videos, they should definitely get um, something back for doing what they're doing. Mm. They work their butts off daily trying yeah. to get videos out and things like that. I mean, I follow quite a few of them on Twitter and the work they go to is is, is immense in the stuff they do.
1: I, so, I agree with that. kind of That kind of weirds me out for a sec because it's like saying... So someone can just make money by for they can kind of almost force Nintendo to make or to give them something because they ju- chose to buy that game and then play it a lot on video.
0: Yeah, but it's not Nintendo that would be giving them the something. Yeah, I it, mean, it, like, the ad revenue. Right, exactly. In which case, and, well, yeah, and I think but then, there are things. But then like,
1: what, sorry, uh, what deal then is Nintendo striking? Like, who who are they striking the deal with? The well, creator? YouTube. No, okay, so
2: with with YouTube and then sometimes the the as well so maybe they get the ad, ad, ad revenue
1: ad. as well they split some ad yeah. revenue exactly exactly the ad revenue so then that that incentivizes people not only Nintendo to allow people to make these things but it incentivizes and encourages people to yep. use their games
0: yeah yep and i think that's and the real future of or the future answer for all of these things, because when I think of something like Pandora, to me, that's like a a licensed uh, thing where you know it's it's just it's streaming copyright uh, copyrighted audio, right? Which is exactly what, as you said, you know, YouTube they do all the time, but people try to get around it because technically it's illegal. So like Pandora is an answer where you know the record labels can get money, and it's the advertising money, and you have to listen to that little add every so many songs and you can't skip all the songs in a certain amount of time so they've regulated it so like we get our internet freedom but at the same time the right people responsible are still getting money and i think you know you could just easily tweak that formula for something like the let's plays as michael is pointing out you know if you work out if certain users really stand out as having like a big following or putting in a lot of effort um you know, and they're creating a product that is worth quote-unquote selling, then I think it makes total sense for them to work out something with you know, the channel provider like YouTube and the source provider like Nintendo and say, look, this is what we're making, and we're going to split the profits. And now everyone's happy, and we can stop fighting about it.
1: I do think that Nintendo, when, when they kind of made such a big fuss, it made them look bad. Yeah, and they really of should course. have just held off a little bit longer because YouTube has been actively pushing into a model of, subscri- like, of making celebrities out of these people and, and monetizing the hell out of them finally because before YouTube was free, free for everyone. There was no money being made really initially. And then Google bought YouTube and right. now they're slowly adding things where you can be a certain kind of user and yep. you have certain perks, and then if you have over 100 <laughs> subscribers, then you you get it for free, or they're, they're really trying to make it so that we, there's a whole, like, to and make there's it the, the o- new Hollywood.
0: Yeah, and there's the auto-playing ads and whatnot.
1: Yeah, absolutely, and then and you can skip ads, which I think is brilliant. Uh, the fact that I can skip after five seconds, which mm-hmm. also kind of forces commercial creators to make better ads, because I will watch an ad that's entertaining, you know, and, yeah. and interesting to me, but... A lot of these ones suck, and it's great that we don't have to always watch them. Sometimes you do, sometimes you don't, but if Nintendo had just held off a little bit longer, they could have saved face and yeah. then capitalized exactly how we're describing uh, by making a deal with these guys, or maybe even putting a little pressure on uh, Google and YouTube and saying, hey, you know, the, you yeah. know we could kind of give you some shit for this, but how about we just strike a deal? Right. And hey, I do uh, think... I can protect you from people like me, you know, like, <laughs> that kind of thing.
0: <laughs> yep, yep, yep. It wasn't um and michael you may remember this i mean i think it's a thousand times better like i said than prosecuting the actual user michael was it not an australian person who nintendo took to court for millions of dollars or something for downloading new super mario brothers was that I'm not, not... Sure on... i'm okay. not
2: too sure on that one no
0: Okay. And, and actually, I think... I'm sorry, I don't think it was just he was downloading it. I think he was, like, the guy who uploaded it, or something like that.
2: With my Pokémon Blue livestream, I use... Um, admittedly, I use... And I've said it on air. I use an emulator with a Pokémon Blue ROM. Mm. Why? I own Pokémon Blue. It doesn't work anymore. I still own the game. And also, Nintendo can't profit of Pokémon Blue anymore, unless they reprint it, either, either digitally or um an actual another physical copy of it they can't profit off of it so they are not it's losing true. sales by me using a, a, ro- a emulated version of their game yeah. if it was if it was something like if i was live streaming uh, pokemon x and y for example using an emulator then i'm taking i've taken a sale away from nintendo and i'm pretty much telling them oh you can emulate pokemon x and y and you don't need to buy the game
1: yeah and No. So, well then, and here's another interesting way to look at it too. The movie industry <laughs> had this issue some years ago, mm. right? A lot of piracy going on. Piracy still happens, but I don't think it happens nearly as badly as it used to because of things like Netflix and Redbox and it's so easy it to get movies cheaply. Deal. Oh, really?
2: Yeah, a ton. I mean, do we you have, have Netflix. We don't have Netflix or Redbox. We have rental stores and all that, but <laughs> you guys it... got
1: Blockbusters and shit. <laughs> Yeah, but he's still got blockbusters. Um, so. Yeah, those are all dead, pretty much. There's a couple of family videos, yeah. uh, which have like really weird deals and stuff that work out. for. And some people still like going yeah. to the video store. I, I kind of miss it. But um, but the movie industry, they kind of succumbed to this, this it, almost like a Napster music type thing. But the movie industry had issues with that. So I uh, kind of lost my train of thought now. Um, yeah, so they started selling digital versions. You know, But of course, the digital versions were too pricey, they were hard to get, they had DRM, and nowadays, it's a bit easier, when you buy a DVD or a Blu-ray, you typically get a digital version for free, and mm-hmm. it comes kind of as a package. We're used to buying games either digitally or not, yeah. but maybe what Nintendo really needs to do, or gaming in general needs to be, like, you buy one, you buy both. That like, would be amazing. It is that kind of dickish great. to be that, oh, I have to choose between having a, a you know, a a working copy of my disc or the downloadable copy that I might, you know, in both ways, there's risk and reward. Yep. yep, Um, I can lose them both in different ways. If I lose, you know, if someone steals my system, but doesn't have my game, well, okay, I got my game at least. But if I never had the game to begin with and, uh, you know, something happens to my system, well, now I've lost that. And, uh, I don't Well, I kind of. Maybe that only gives me one point of view, but either way, you, you know the risk and reward of this. Yeah. yeah. So why are we even bothering with this? I can understand where something's a digital only, but if you offer a disc version, why the hell are we even debating that? I, I don't, you know, that I don't get the the digital version for free. Mm. You know. Mm. I, mean, I mean, really, what is what is different about gaming that allows that to exist, uh, in the film world, and even in the music world? When when I bought uh, the Josh Ritter album uh, like last Christmas or whatever, the beast in its Tracks. It's really good. And, you know, I bought that off Amazon. I instantly, like actually my girlfriend, uh, her mom had a Amazon gift card. And so instead of mailing it to me, uh, you know, we just kind of used it, um, online or whatever. And so, but it was through my girlfriend's account. So she buys me the disc and had it mailed to me, but I was able to download it instantly, you know? and i didn't have to wait for that i was able to just listen to it on my computer the second after i bought it and then of course it got mailed to me and i was able to put it in my car and that kind of thing and um so music does that movies do that will games in the future or why don't they now and and doesn't that kind of help make people like michael feel less not that you feel like a sleaze and i don't look at you like a sleaze yeah. for using an emulator especially for a game like that like my rule yeah. personally for my own ethics is I'm not going to hold anyone responsible for anything that isn't the current gen. Now, mm. it still feels weird I guess to think like somebody might be using an emulator with a Wii game. Um, but and I don't know, I, you know, the whole retro line is kind of a weird line because is it just yeah. pre-polygons or what? Uh, but I mean, for me, if you're emulating an N64 game or earlier, I don't know. I Yeah, and a I lot of those give a I- shit
2: a lot of those cartridges are starting to die so I know um, some Game Boy cartridges are dying that's what happened to my Pokemon Blue if I'm not mistaken that the save, internal save battery died and you can replace them but cartridges are dying old okay. cartridges are slowly dying as well so well maybe that's
1: my way thing way to play them soon. I mean yeah. you just kind of pointed out I mean my line in my own head was N64 maybe that's because of the cartridges and yeah. I guess because I think to myself well I can grab my GameCube right now and easily play those but my N64 uh, and I'm not talking about myself with emulation I don't I don't have time to even dick with that right now, but uh, I can't go grab my 64 and play Banjo Kazooie because my joysticks suck on the controllers. All my controllers are are dead for the N64 generation because they were built like shit. That little joystick with the very thin stick—it was, it was a piece of crap. <laughs> and uh, would I would love to be able to, to Bluetooth my uh, Classic Controller Pro through my Wii Remote to my iMac and play Banjo Kazooie? Fuck yes. You know, and 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 the temptation would be pretty damn good, but I haven't, you know, I haven't looked into uh, like a Banjo Kazooie ROM or anything, and um, so I don't know. But if they made that, I know that they can't put on the VC. I, I understand the legality between, behind that particular game, but uh, while Nintendo continues to trickle out games or re-trickle out games in their service, and then uh, and then as these cartridges are dying, because Especially right now, I'm kind of afraid to look back at some of old NES games, because I, I don't know if they're still going to be what I remember them to be, because like you said, the batteries could be dying, the saves could be going away. Mm. Um, So, uh, I don't know. I mean, I guess mm. then that kind of can... I, again, it depends on what games on the VC, and we're kind of off-topic, I guess, from the Let's Play videos, yeah. but uh, <laughs> we kind of went to legalities of, of just yeah. Nintendo's practices, but
2: it it's a, it's a rather murky not not gray but it's murky area because yeah it's just, it's weird. it's, it's funny no i
1: i would agree that it's murky yeah. because i think that you yeah. me and joe we all have a pretty clear vision of what's right but nintendo murkies it by their shitty ass practices like the the virtual console trickling and um, and just the way that they go about, like, how they randomly will boat. Like, they're they a happy-go-lucky, pleasant company, then they suddenly kind of become a prick,
3: <laughs>
1: you know? And it kind of just makes yeah. you, like, step back a second and say, Nintendo, you know, what's with the mood swings, buddy?
2: Yeah. Mm. I mean, in mo- for the most part, the developers, uh, uh, except for unless it's a modern video game, pirating, I'm fairly sure most developers do, don't care about things like Let's Playing or the... Downloading the ROMs for the most of the older games. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it, that, that's not mine. It's just the legal legal side of it, which also that's going into a completely different area on video game publishers and why they're most of the time terrible. But yeah, it's not really the developers. It's more of the legal side, which a lot of people tend to forget.
1: Mm-hmm. And then of course we have region locking. I just had to say that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just had to start a whole set. It's it's kind of like the infinite universes theory. I just started a whole new universe on our universe. Uh, a whole new <laughs> podcast on our podcast by mentioning that.
2: <laughs> oh, I have to talk about reason looking some other time.
1: Um, to- yeah, we should. Cover. But, I, I I, mean, I don't know. Let's have some last thoughts here. Uh, let's kind of wrap this up. And, uh, I mean, I'm kind of done with what I'm saying. Joe, you have anything else you want to say?
0: let the Let's Plays play. Are you stuttering? Are you okay? No. Um,
1: <laughs> no I, very good last words, and uh, and Michael, give us your last words. But also, if you feel like it, let us know where we can watch you play. Yes. and and how do. often you do. Because I know you don't. You know you're not <coughs> regular with it because you have you know busy life and everything. But yeah, uh, or or maybe where we can find out like if if you have a Twitter that you post when you're mm-hmm. going or something.
2: Uh, yeah, I'm pretty much finishing that. Just most of my thoughts on let's playing. Okay, needs to be up, laws for that need to be updated to the modern society. Um, if you want to watch me livestream or anything, you can find me at twitch.tv forward slash and 911 Uh, you can give, um, Steven a link to put in the description or something if he wants to. And then, if you want to follow me on Twitter, where all my streams will be posted on there when they happen, you can find me at twitter.com forward slash pokeyfreak911.
1: No way. Really? (laughs) Those are very similar to each other. Mm -hmm. Wow, Mm -hmm. man. Mind (laughs) blow. Anyway, sorry. (laughs) So, again, pokeyfreak911 at twitch.tv for your stream or Twitter uh, to hear about your stream and your exciting Australian life
2: yes
1: well, I, I here how about this your next tweet should be what direction the toilet flows and I'll do my next tweet to be what direction the toilet flows and we'll figure this out once and for all <laughs> how about that <laughs> <laughs> I don't uh, think we're friends on twitter I'll to, I'll to
2: no I don't actually have many people on twitter from negative vote at all
1: that's a shame I got a couple
2: hmm
1: but uh okay anything else you wanted to add Michael
2: Uh. Not really, no. Okay. <laughs> this <is> fun.
1: <laughs> I think I ask people that question until the point where they have to say no. And then <laughs> then, then the podcast ends. Because I feel like it always ends with that. Um, <clears throat> well, I, I, I mean, what about you, Dr. Fink? Well, uh, I've got nothing to say. So with that, we will wrap this up. Uh, thank you, everyone, for listening to another episode of the Negative World Podcast. Uh, we'd like you to comment on what you've heard. I love comments. I seriously get so excited when someone's commented on the on the thread, and I try to respond right back, which maybe I shouldn't because then it feels like almost like a personal p m as opposed to like a forum um, but i just I just love talking about the podcast with you guys afterwards and uh, you can do that at negativeworld dot org you just got to find the thread that gets posted um, you can find it and read it. you just can't post in it, but I mean even if you're not a member of negative world, you can still experience it. Because every thread's an experience. Um, if you don't want to subscribe to Negative World, as I just said, you can reach us through the Facebook page. You just gotta search for Negative or you can follow us on Twitter at negative underscore world. And uh, you know, for the billionth time, I'll mention: please subscribe to the Enhanced podcast if you if you'd like. Uh, I do the extra editing time to make sure that we get chapter markers in there and chapter art made by me which is why it's shitty. No. <laughs> um, I try to do cool, you know, images or be, be interesting. I don't do a lot of like creative Photoshop work, but, uh, but it, you know, it matters to me to make sure that there's an appropriate image. And, and actually for episode 50, for instance, um, in our discussion of what games would round out the library, I, I was like, what the hell would I put for this? Cause the now playing, that's super easy. You know, just Google the, the name and find an image and, Um, But for that one, I was like, I I took a bunch of pictures of Mario characters, and I said, well, what about us? You know, and so that was like my, (laughs) you know, obviously we were snubbing them because we weren't focusing on the Mario series. But uh, so I don't know. I I put a little work in there, so it'd be nice to see that. But, I mean, just in general, having an enhanced podcast, I find very uh, attractive and I appreciate personally because it allows you to really just to skip through. Say you're watching this episode or listening to this episode, and you're like, box art again? Son of a Bitch, you can just skip right, right past it. You know, it's uh,
0: once was enough.
1: Yeah. Or if you're in the opposite spectrum, again, please, you can quickly rewind and go right back to it. So, yeah. Uh, so it's very cool. So I, I mean, we do that. Uh, we've been doing that for, I think, more than half of the show's lifetime now. Actually, since we're we're past episode fifty, and I've been doing them since uh, I think like twenty-four or something. Mm-hmm. And I, I made a stupid promise that I never upheld. That I always wanted to go back and make them for the rest, and that's not happening, people. <laughs> yeah. But uh, but yeah. So enhanced podcast negativeworld dot org. Just Google it if you if you're too lazy to go to any other sites, you'll find us. Mm-hmm. And uh, so again, thanks Michael, thanks Joe, thanks the listeners. Appreciate Thank it. Thank you.
2: Pleasure to be here. Yeah.
0: Thanks for coming, man. Good job. Yeah. We'll be back good. soon.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah, definitely. i trying to try and arrange it again. it right. right. give, give us an Australian goodbye. I do I no, We we just say goodbye normally. <laughs> then do <Don't>
0: that. not you? <laughs> don't you? Um, but you have to give someone a koala when they leave. Right? Oh, that's
2: that's, so, so that's you all you invited a... me on here for
1: is not it? Um,
0: I think it's rude if you don't give someone a koala. You
1: get a spider lay when you get off <laughs> the plane. No. You leave with a koala. Uh, Which is actually a real (laughs) koala.
0: Might be worth it. I don't know. (laughs) Anyway.
1: Alright, thanks for listening, (laughs) everybody. Have a good night.
0: Bye-bye.